Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm a working man. I got to pay my bills. I don't know what we're yelling about. Oh, look at me. The millionaire who goes to see doctors. You reek of scotch and cheesecake. No, you filthy animal. What is this, a prey? Good news. I saw a dog today. In your face, Nancy Grace. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Everybody hate who we just call them fans, though. The only thing I think of when I think of my kids growing up in this country, they say, Dad, what do we have left that's American owned? And I say, son, I mean, there's not much to choose from, but that's what we have half blue ribbon for. Child, please. It's past the gravy bonus episode. This is episode three forty six, and we got another special guest in these quarantine Monday episodes. I'm doing it's Dusty Rhodes, one of my favorite Hello. local comedians. Welcome. Thanks for thanks for having me. I, I hope it wasn't too weird with the finger pistols. It always feels. No, I like liked it. I was I was like, awkward. do I look awkward? Am I good fistol fistol pistol finger person? I like fistols though. Fistols like finger pistol it makes more sense. I'm going to start like calling it. them Fistols from now on. Fistols, yeah. It kinda goes. <laughs> fistols could be weird, too. That does sound, yeah. <laughs> there, should, there could be an area of the internet that probably, that's Wait, probably well, already like, a category, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, you are, uh, I've, I've been wanting to have you on for a long time. Uh, your buddy Patrick McClellan, I've, he's, he's a friend of the podcast, and I was telling him last night, like, yo, I like, can you, like, hook me up with Dusty and maybe get her on? Just email her. Just email her, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I, I did that. Like, uh, I had, I had, we had tried to work something out earlier, and uh, just you, you have a very busy schedule. I mean, you're, uh, yeah. teaching, you're doing comedy, and you're making clothes all the time now. Is that what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> it's a pretty busy schedule, yeah. <laughs> so you, uh, you, you've already, it looks like you've always kind of like made your own dresses. I mean, I, I kind of stalk you on social media, I guess. But uh, then, yeah. like, you've done the, awesome. fa- the, the face masks lately, huh? Yeah, like I said, it's funny because I saved all the fabric from those dresses. Like the dresses I probably made like a couple of years ago, but I just didn't throw the fabric away. And then I was just like, I'm like, oh, perfect. I can use it now. So it's great. That's pretty tight. Have you always made your own clothes or did you just like decide one day like this is my thing? It was like, it was like, uh, like 10 years ago when I was teaching, I, uh, I started making skirts. So it was just like easy, like my basic, like my outfit to just like, um, uh, like my uniform for school, if you will. Like I didn't have to think about it. Like I put on a blouse, the skirts I made, and then I was done. Okay, that makes sense. So, and then I, and it was skirts at first. And then I just like gradually got braver about what I would try and what I believed I could do. And so, yeah. Uh, and then, but it was, yeah, it was really just because like, I couldn't find what I wanted to wear. Like I like found a dress and I was like, I like this dress. 
I want this dress just lots of different ways. And so I just learned how to make it myself. <laughs> That's pretty cool. How long does it take to like, like, I don't know anything about that world. Like how long does it take to make a dress from like start to finish? A dress takes me about five or six hours. Like effectively oh, if I'm making it like over time or like a lot of times, like I just make a dress in one sitting. It's like what I choose to do on a Saturday or I do it like two nights, like, you know, like a couple of nights consecutively. It depends okay. on the pattern. Like some patterns are easier depending on, like how the dress is, like cutting it and measuring it is easier for some than others. And with the face masks, you were just like, I gotta go, I gotta have it to match. So like how many yeah. face masks have you made? Um, man, probably like 20 so far, some for me, some for friends, but those only take like 10 minutes maybe. They're like super easy to make. Okay, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, they don't, they don't really take that long because it's really just like tracing the pattern and then just like, like yeah, it, it, like I can make one like super quick. Like I have friends, like I'll have friends that are just like, uh, hey, I'm gonna come by and drop something off. Like they drop something off, and I'm like, I made you a mask. Like, <laughs> here you go. Uh, so yeah. With uh, with all this like quarantine stuff, like, have you felt like you've been wearing the mask out a lot? Like, I haven't really. I've been trying to kind of just go to and from work, and at work, I'm not really wearing it. I'm kind of like by myself when I'm working. Yeah. But like, uh, I recently went to a doc to the doctor yesterday and had to wear it, and I'm like, man, that it, that shit gets hot under there. Yeah, I so I like because I like I, I work out in the park because I just I can't work out in my apartment. It's just uh -huh. it would be insane. So I'm at the park and I'm working out. I don't wear one. But like if I go like I go to the grocery store. So I wear one if I go to the grocery store like every other week I go to the grocery store. And but when I'm out walking my dog like it's, it is it's too hot. and I can't breathe. So if like I'm coming up and I see like people I'll like pop it on. Mm -hmm. And like if it's just he and I and no one else is around. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna wear this like i'm not near someone you know uh, I, I don't think people get that whole thing with like the mask where they're like that's against my rights it's like dude just don't be a dick like yeah no it's, it's like it's not for you don't have yeah, to wear it 24 7 this is so i had to go to the bank the other day um uh, cause our, like my apartment complex is like switching over ownership i had to get a check i'm like i don't have checks who has checks now <laughs> So I went to the bank and we're standing in line and this woman comes in and she like, uh, it just is complaining loudly about, this has gone too far. This is and just the whole time, like so loudly. And it's like, we heard you, like everyone here heard you. There's no people in line that missed out on your bitch session. Like, can you like, and it's like, and then she was just like, this has gone too far. And first of all, she was a woman that was obviously over the age of 70. I'm like, we're all doing this for you. So like, you don't die. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then I felt so bad for the woman because she like, so I was at the teller, you know, I got my check and I was like, you know, thank you very much. And I knew that woman was behind me. She was right behind me in line. And I felt so bad because I was like, oh my God, you have to help this woman and you are nice. And then as soon as, as soon as I walked off, like I heard the teller, like greet the woman. She was like, how are you doing today? And the woman was like, not good. Uh. Not I was like, this is not, she doesn't set the rules. Like she's an employee. Like she has to abide by all the same rules. She's just working. Yeah, exactly. It's like that, like she doesn't like the totem pole of control is you and then her. Like there's no, it's not <laughs> like, like she doesn't have like the upper hand on you. <laughs> right, right. I, uh, I had only, I went to a CVS to pick up a prescription and it was like, you must wear a mask, which I was like, if there's a place you have to wear a mask, like a pharmacy where people are going to pick up stuff that like they may be sick, like that makes the most sense. Out of everything. Yeah. this guy like they were telling him no and like i was like waiting for him to lose his shit because i've been waiting this whole time for the like 
like white person cop video where they're like, oh, well, look, they're trying to make me, they're infringing upon my rights. Let me show you this store manager's name and his badge ID. And yeah. it's like, I've been waiting for that for a while. I haven't seen it yet. And I thought this guy was about to go there, but he didn't get like outrageous or anything. He's like, well, I just, I was unaware I had to wear a mask in here. I didn't yeah, know. And it's like, it says it. Yeah. And it's like, the thing is, is you're doing it to protect the people who are choosing to work so that you can go to a seat. <laughs> right. And it is not that difficult to just put a mask on. Like, I just don't understand. It's like, it's like when I have students that bitch about things and I'm just like, why are you complaining about this is the hill you're going to die on like this, like this is going to be the thing you go down for. And it's like, it's just like, it's so like, it's just like not being considerate of like all of the other people. Like it's like, right. a signal. it's like your turning signal is not so you know that you're turning right. It's so everybody else knows that you're turning right. <laughs> like, it's just this like universal kindness. It's not, I was like, it's not hard to do. And it's not like they want you to bring a mask from home. Like most of those places, like at the bank, that woman who didn't want to wear a mask, they were like, we have masks, we can give you one. And she was just so mad. And I was like, first of all, you just got something for free. Like, yeah, it's always cool. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, and I'm like, I just don't understand like why you're so mad. Just people that just want to be mad. I'm like, imagine that's your life. Like imagine- All just, the time, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm just like, I wish there was like so much not going on in my life that that's something I could choose to be mad about or care about. Like, you could I, go protest downtown. Yeah. And just waste your whole day doing that as yeah. opposed to just, you know, doing whatever you're doing. Yeah, exactly that would be amazing. I'm like, that sounds like, I mean, it sounds horrible in the same sense, but I'm like, man, if that's all I had to worry about, that would be pretty relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> it's really just showing me that like, there's a lot of people that like, if you're in the plane wreck, they're eating all of the food day two, like, and you're like, oh, <laughs> okay, you're that guy. Cool. Thanks, man. Like they're the same yes. people that don't want to put carts back. They're the same people that then like when they do put the carts back, now they're leaving gloves all over the fucking ground. Where yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay. Weirdo. Like, like you're yeah. right everybody's trying to take away your rights man but like fuck everybody yeah. else and you're you're like exactly and yet you are taking like you are being shitty to people and making them do things they don't want to do just because you don't want to do a simple thing you think like 17 year old working at heb wants to pick up your fucking corona gloves yes. no thanks i like i posted about that like right when this all started i had a student like i was on like a video conference with her and she had told me that she had like just come home from work and this was before they had like done everything, you know, all the precautions, but she had chose to wear a mask and gloves already at work. And uh, some guy in line is like, she's checking him out. And he was like, oh, well, if you're so worried, why even come into work? And I was like, bro, this is her job. Like you came here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like eating? Yeah, you're exactly. You're gonna berate her for just wanting to keep like because it makes what it makes you uncomfortable to see someone that's like kind of concerned or is a little different. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking. That's so dumb. Like, I was like, I don't get that at all. It is a weird stance to say or a hill to die on, like you said. Although I have a bad habit of dying on like the worst hills, where I'm just like, no, I don't know. Yeah, you're right, Alex. You probably shouldn't have taken that argument that far, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're like, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> Like, uh, like, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a diehard New York Giants fan. And there are so many times where I'm like, oh, okay. Like there were holes like this, this, ho or this apartment that we're in now, I have not put any holes in the wall for, for football. Games. But like, <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's a problem. It's like, dude, you're getting like, I'm 30 now. Like, uh, maybe stop no doing more. that. That's, that's the whole, that's when the whole punching, that's when the wall punching ends. Like, and they just start calling me Kyle after that point. Right. <laughs> But, but yeah, and like, I'll be like, no, no, because the fucking giants, if they had just done this, like, dude, like, it doesn't. Yeah, they didn't do it, though. Not because of me. 
Yeah, exactly. You punching holes is not going to make it better the next time. <laughs> but I used to think that, though. I used to think, like, yeah. if I sit on this side of the couch, it's going to oh. happen. And it's like, it's a, I'm, I've been really working on myself. Yeah, no, like, that's why it's so funny. Even before this baseball season started, because last season, like, I, like, I've always been that way. And I remember talking to someone about, like, superstitions once. And I was like, being superstitious is such an egotistical thing. Because you attribute everything that's happening to you like you matter like it doesn't matter all the talent that these players have and have worked their whole life <laughs> it's just what you do they don't even know you like it's just like that's like before this season started i was like i'm giving up superstition this season and i'm just gonna watch baseball like i don't matter <laughs> i'm gonna see what that's like <laughs> and but like how long is that gonna last though yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and then the, the one time you don't care it cancels baseball yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, see what you did, Dusty. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I did get a Giants tattoo before my senior year in high school. I was in, like, 07. And then wow. they won the Super Bowl that year. And nice. I was like, if you don't think I was convinced that me getting a Giants tattoo was, like, part, not the whole reason. I was like, I mean, I'd like some credit. I feel like I should be getting a ring. I feel like some of this was largely because I, I inked them up, you know, like, right? Oh, like, they weren't supposed to win. Me? Exactly. <laughs> I would have liked an invite to the championship parade, maybe the White House. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Exactly. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. <laughs> just maybe a shout out. Maybe right. maybe a float for just my tattoo in the parade. You know, whatever. Just, just, just a tweet. Something yeah, like that. I, I don't think Twitter was even, like, a big thing then. So maybe, maybe a MySpace. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could copy my myspace song and put me in your top eight that'd be great that'd be great yeah exactly <laughs> wasn't there like a top friends you could have for a while you a yeah you had your top eight right yeah that's right yeah yeah and then like if you MySpace. were if your like girlfriend wasn't your number one you, she's like what the fuck dude like yeah uh, <laughs> excuse me i'm headed over to facebook to mark this relationship as complicated <laughs> <laughs> i remember when facebook came around being like that's never gonna last like two myspaces yeah okay yeah, I remember that because I was a, like, I was a journalist when Facebook was like a thing because like, I graduated, I got a job and I remember I had to like get, a, I had to start getting a Facebook page to like reach out to like artists and people that I wanted to interview because like they weren't on MySpace. They were like, I'm not on MySpace. It's just like now it's like, no, they have an Instagram. They don't have a Facebook. And I'm just uh -huh. <laughs> well, it's like age catches up to it. And I don't know if MySpace ever had the age thing, but now it's like everybody's mom has a Facebook too. So it's like, yeah. well, the kids are on IG or TikTok. I'm still like, I watch TikToks, but I don't like, I don't have an idea yet. Cause like, unless you have the idea, then you're just the weirdo that creeps on, on TikTok. Yeah. I feel like you have to, yeah, like TikTok, I'm like, I would have to have like a brand, wouldn't I? Like, right. Like, I don't know any dances. Uh, I'm terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Very uncoordinated, white. It's never going to work. It's never going to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, a video together to make yourself look coordinated <laughs> maybe that yeah just spend like all day doing it um so you said you were a journalist now i know you did uh you did like uh music right you wrote about mm -hmm. about a lot of artists and stuff um yeah. you're you're big in the local music scene huh i was like i like more so like back when i first started because when i started i was like kind of a music journalist but slash like local arts too like i did a lot of like like theater you name it. Like if it was basically anything that was happening over the week, like just the events. But I did have an interest in like local music when I started because that's kind of how like I like started. I worked for the U of H paper and just like, yeah, like I wrote about a lot of like local musicians back in like the early 2000s in Houston. 
now so I'm not as much like I don't like I don't know as much as like when I used to like actually be a journalist and I was around it all the time okay well I was gonna ask you like what are your like favorite local bands do you have any um young mammals young mammals are a favorite yeah I love them um some like I'm trying to think of like also some that have like kind of like moved on like I love fat Tony he was from Houston originally Mm -hmm. he's just like everywhere but I love him um uh Buxton when they were around I was a huge like I love them I have some of their stuff on vinyl too um uh obviously the suffers cam's my girl that's that's my favorite you want to like yeah the suffers are like the the suffers are weird because i knew all of them when they were in separate acts like all 300 of them yeah exactly because like a lot like my ex from many moons ago was a jazz guitarist and he used to do like jam sessions with a lot of them like upstairs at avant-garde and all these other places so some of them i knew from that and then some of them i just knew from other bands and then i knew cam because i met cam when she was in a ska band because a guy that I worked with at the paper at uh, U of H brought me to one of her shows and I met her and then I just knew her forever. And so it's just like all of them and I like have like different roads of meeting each other. And then when they came to form like the super group, I was like, yes. <laughs> Dude, they're, they're nuts. Like, uh, like I've listened to that, their last album probably like a thousand times all the way. Through. Oh yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. such an so easy, like you can't. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Start it and just turn it off. You got to go all the way through it. Yeah, it's a nice, like, playthrough album. It's, it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely gold. I get mad when I try and talk. I'm like, have you ever heard of the Suffers? Like, so I have a, I have a Suffers shirt. I got one of their things. And like, uh, if I wear it, I'm like, who's that? Like, you don't fucking know the Suffers? Yeah, exactly. Go, go. God damn it. Do you know about Spotify? Right? Yeah, just educate yourself. I saw them at the yeah, Zoom exactly. last time I saw them. They played at uh, Feast with the Beasts. It's where oh, you yeah. get to go watch all the animals zoo? get fed. Yeah. yeah. And they closed it out. And I was like, this is the best night ever. I get, I get to watch a giraffe get fed a tiger get fed and then i get to see the suffers okay <laughs> that would be funny if you also watch them eat that would be funny <laughs> yeah but before like, we're gonna show their pre their pre-show meal yeah exactly it's just them sitting at this one of those long tables like, or they have to toss food to them like they all gotta catch it like when you go to a hibachi grill just yeah <laughs> so uh you you didn't uh you're a teacher now but you didn't start that way like how did you uh how did you become How'd you get into teaching? Were you a teacher or did you get into comedy first? No, it went journalism, teaching, comedy. Well, kind of, yeah. So I was a journalist uh, and when I was a journalist, like I also wrote a lot about comedy. Like I wrote a cover story about the Houston comedy scene like way in the early 2000s. I got to interview like a number of comedians when they would come into town, like if they come to the improv or the last stop or wherever, like I would interview them. Uh, Then I got laid off like during the great recession and I sort of like took like a couple months to really think about what I wanted to do. Like I got job offers to go like do like other stuff at other newspapers and stuff. But I was just like, I was kind of like really why I was like, I wasn't really trying like actively to get a job in journalism. So I kind of had to like ask myself about that. Like why, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, why are you like trying? And I think it was cause I really just, I knew I didn't really want to do it forever or just that. And I was really interested in teaching 
So I decided to like, I was like, I'm gonna go back to school because I only needed to like to go back for like, I think I went back for three semesters and like I had enough credit. So I was like, cause I'd already, I already had two degrees. Like when I graduated college, I had a degree in communications and a degree in uh, English. And so I was like, I guess I'll go back to school. But so I went back to school. I was like, I'll try teaching. And if I don't like it after like two years, then I'll quit. Cause like, that's not okay. Like, I don't know. Don't be a teacher if you hate it. That sucks. I know. I know a couple of people like that. Yeah, I guess exactly. like, it's like a good hours, right? Like, yeah, like exactly. Well, I think they, yeah, exactly. And like some people are just in it. Plus it's like, it's not, it's, it's very hard to get fired from a job in teaching. Like you'd be surprised. Like, uh, you gotta hit, you gotta hit a kid or have sex with Yeah. Them. Exactly. Like, I mean, like, that's sadly the truth. Like, have you ever wanted to hit a kid though? Like my mom's a kindergarten teacher and she tells me stories and I'm like, I would get fired immediately because I would punt that kid to the other side of the room. Yeah. yeah. No, like I just don't like, I, I like aggression just isn't a thing. It's more so just like, I like sort of like, I also just like, I teach seniors. So a lot of times, like I'm more inclined to just like tell them like it is, you know, you're like, kind of hanging too. like senior year. You're kind of like, they're they're yes. enjoying the last year they are there a lot of times yeah yeah but then like that, that's what it's like sometimes like i will say things to them and i'm like oh uh maybe i shouldn't have said that like you know what i mean like but at the same time i'm like i don't care like you're 18 somebody needs to tell you this before you leave high school and go to the real world like yeah. if i tell it to you someone's gonna tell it to you <laughs> um but no like uh yeah so then um yeah, so then I just started teaching and I loved it. Like I absolutely loved it. And I was just like really felt that I was good at it. And so I was like, I don't wanna stop doing this. And then it was like two or three years into teaching and I was like hanging out with a lot of comedians. And like one night I just like, somebody signed me up for this open mic. Um, and she was like, I put your name in the list. Go up there and tell that story you told to us the other night. And I was like, okay, this is gonna be a disaster. Uh, and it actually wasn't like my first time on stage wasn't terrible. Like, uh, like some people have those things where they go up on stage and like, they just like, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. But I didn't have that. Like I went up on stage and I did with a, it was sort of an audience filled with people who do like stand up music and improv. So everybody was just like there for you. It was a much more supportive audience. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't know how I would have done at some other mic. Cause I mean, it's not like I haven't bombed. It happens. You know what I mean, but like, um, so I started, I just felt more confident about it. And then like, I just kept doing it. And it was the same sort of thing as I was like, I'm going to do this for a while. And if I think I suck and I'm not, you know, and I, it was also like hanging around with comedians for so long. It's like, I know how this works. And if I suck, like these certain things aren't going to happen. Like certain people kind of quit talking to you after a while. Is that how it works? Yeah, exactly. You're just like, not like, I was like, I know what it means when you're not good. Like, I know what that looks like. You know what I mean? And I was around people like, like, so then I was like, and it was funny because all of the friends that I had were already comedians that I thought were good. And I was like, they're going to tell me if I suck. Like, I know they will. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. um, uh, and so it just like, I just kept doing it and then uh, it worked. <laughs> so how long, how long have you been doing comedy then? Now it's like seven years, seven or eight years. Damn. Yeah. And you've run, like, so that, like you've run Rudyard's mic for like, that about that entire link that like has it been yeah, seven years pretty much like i started it yeah i started it with kevin like kevin farron and joe bates and i kind of all like through like it was like a suggestion i made we went and talked to the owners of rudyards they were down kevin sort of like ran it for a while but he hated it he hated running it so then i kind of took over for him and then he eventually stopped doing comedy and then i just like was just like i'm just gonna do this i'm just gonna run it 
you know, cause it's not like me hosting every night. It's like we pick people to host so they get that experience, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it was just like, um, yeah. But then like, I just kind of took it and just kept doing it. <laughs> well, like, uh, I feel like a lot, a lot of people that listen to this may not be a hundred percent like, in, like in tune with like what a what an open mic is like what uh, like not maybe they know what an open mic is it's like when you're playing music but you're just it's signing up for to do stand up like what really goes into like because you got to schedule people you got to like try and not yeah, make people so the, mad you got to play with a lot of egos uh, all yeah. of that explain what goes all into that yeah so yeah so it's so it depends everybody runs open mic differently like the kind of classic way to run an open mic is what's called show up go up and that's how we started runs at first and it's like you show up and it's first come first serve. Like the list is out and you sign up on the list and there'll be like whatever number of slots depending on how late the open mic goes. Mm-hmm. You sign up where you wanna go. And sometimes like that gets tricky because comedians will sign up other comedians that can't make it. And then people get pissed cause they're like you cut in line. And that's kind of how it started with Red Ears. And I just started to be a headache. And I was like, I fucking hate this. I also, I don't myself don't like waiting in lines for stuff. And I had comics showing up. Like when the open mic first started, it started at nine. And I had comics that were getting there like five or six to sign. Uh. And I was like, that's just like, like I appreciate the hustle and like the dedication, but that also sucks for people. Like I, like, I don't want to make someone do that. It just seems shitty. You know what I mean? And I think that it's, I think some people run mics because they want that stroke of their ego or they want that sense of power. Um, there is no one who assumes they have more power than someone that runs an open mic, in my opinion, honestly. Like, I just, I was like, you don't really have, I mean, other than this, I, so I was like, I don't like doing this. It always, and then we played with the format of Red Yards for a while, like how to make it interesting. But then finally, like we used to do a thing where there was like a feature in the middle. We used to like try to play games. But then finally I was like, Nope, just let's make this an open mic. But the difference is, is I'm going to start an email sign up. So if you okay. want Yards, uh basically like this is how like Rudyards runs is that Thursday through Friday, like it, the signups open on Thursday and close at Friday and you just send an email with your name. That's all you have to do. And then I make the list. And when it first started, I got so much shit for that. Everyone hated it. Everyone bitched and complained, which is funny because Andy Huggins, like the oldest comedian who I don't even think had a computer at the time or had like, you know, whatever, did it every month. Like he signed up every week. And then there were all these people, bitch, <laughs> you have a smartphone. Like it's literally sending a text message. Right. Thursday or a Friday. This is not hard. And if you're so concerned about getting time in this room, wouldn't you like, you're, you're so, let me get this straight. You'll show up to a mic at 6 PM when it doesn't start until eight but you don't want to send an email <laughs> on a Thursday or Friday. So then, because that's the thing is I was like, I'll send out the list by Monday morning. So you know when you're going up. So for me, it's just like, it, like it makes sense because it's easier on everybody. Like, you, you know, have to hang out all night. Yeah, exactly. And then I would like, so then that does like going into the list. So the other part of your question is, yeah. So then I get all the emails. So on average, I get like 50 to 60 emails and I only have 40 spots. Like that's just how Red Yards is. Cause we run it from eight to midnight crowds don't stick around longer after that. So there's no point. Like, like, and I was like, and so like, uh, I basically like the front half of the show is usually like a mix of like the, like definitely like heart heavy hitters, unless they need a later spot because they have a show somewhere else or they have work or whatever. Like Zahid, for instance, teaches lessons. So he can't go up until the second half of the show usually. And sometimes like comedians send me like, hey, I can only go up during this time. And I'm like, cool, if you can only go up during that time, I can't promise you I can get you in, but I'll try. 
that's just because that's too much for me to worry about. I'm like, I'm not a boss making a schedule for the week. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, so no, so it, it is a mix of that. Like, I want stronger comedians going up. I might sprinkle from like, I might sprinkle in some like stronger talent that's new. So maybe someone that isn't like, a, like, like super practice, but shows some promise just to have like, have them feel what it, what it's like to go up in front of a slightly better crowd. But uh -huh general like if you're a newer comedian you start your way at the bottom of the list and you work your way up that's how we all do it and the other thing about writers is the other thing about the show up go up is the other thing is big in the comedy community open mic is what's called bumping the list and it's like say you're on the list and you're number nine but you've been doing comedy for like two months right and then i have another comedian walks in and she's like Chappelle show up to something a couple of months ago yeah Chappelle showed up and like up he showed up at like the end of the night but that was the thing he purposely came when he knew the the mic was basically over. Like, oh, okay, that's cool. On it, he didn't want to come in like at the top. He wanted to come in when like no one was there. So like, um, but yeah, but like you might get bumped, and so but that can happen a lot. Like there were mics in town where a comedian would be on the list and say you were number nine, but then like four comedians show up and they get bumped, and you go up way later than you thought. And some people were like, you know what, that's the name of the game. That's comedy, and that's fine. I think that sucks, and I don't want to. I try not to do that. Mm -hmm. I might have to do that like around like holidays when I know people are coming back into town I let people know that up front like when I send out the list I'm like just so you know it's the holidays so you might get bumped you know what I mean but I try to make it like so that you like as you get better you work your way up the list and then you get like better spots and better spots but yeah as far as egos yeah I get people bitch at me all the time like well not so much anymore but in the beginning it was just like I deserve a better spot than this person or why don't you ever put me on the list? Or it's like, Dusty hates me. And it's like, I don't, it's like my kids. When I give my kids like a 70, <laughs> you hate me. And I'm like, no, you turned in 70. Like <laughs> 70 is not a character judgment. It's an assessment of your ability. Like it's what you did. <laughs> yeah. But it's the same thing with, the, with an open mic. I'm like, you're new. Like you're going to sit in the thirties for a while and get better. It's not because I don't like you. It's because you haven't like, look at everybody that's before you on the list. Like pay your dues. Yeah, and it's just like, and it's like, yeah, you work your way up until you, and some people don't sit, like there have been comedians that started and like, I'm trying to think of who I want to say, like probably someone like Grady Pruitt, who when he started, he started at the bottom, but he honestly just was really funny, really fast. So he just like moved his way up the list very quickly because he was just a, a like, he came out of the gate strong, you know, mm -hmm. and that happens. Well, and comedy does seem like one of those things where, like, people see it on TV. You watch the Netflix specials. So you're like, I could, I could do that. My friends at work say I'm funny. So you go up, and it's yeah. like, dude, like, you're not going to be the next Bill Burr overnight. Like, Bill Burr literally talks about, like, living in a fucking railroad apartment for years before he was able to, like, get to where he is. And it's like, yeah. you, nobody was ever just like, yeah, that guy. Like, I've never heard a story about a comedian be like, the second I heard that dude, I knew he was the funniest guy in my yeah, entire life yeah you had to like develop it over time like everyone like because it's like you have to develop your set when you have to develop your time so so like yeah i think that's funny on the other side of the spectrum like a mini rant i'll go on is i hate it when people sign up for ruds and they're like oh yeah uh so i was in a fantasy league and i lost and the the punishment one of the punishments is i have to sign up and do an open mic and i'm like i always want to write them back and be like let me give you some context right now you're sending me a comedian who's doing comedy for like six seven eight years whenever i got that email there's been many and you're telling me that my one of my life's dreams is your punishment like that's so yeah. <laughs> like that's so it's like 
fuck you, no. And I, I and you're wanting me to give you a slot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I always kindly reply, sorry, we don't do, like, we don't do that. Like, I don't, like, you're not, like, that's, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you a spot for someone who's actually trying it's to do it. It's not a karaoke night. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not, like, it's not that. And it, like, and that, like, is a, like, just a slap in the face. I did it once and I regretted it. And the guy was such a dick that I actually kept bumping him for other comedians. Uh, because that's the thing too, is like he brought this big group of friends and they sat, they were like, I was downstairs. Like, we're just gonna sit downstairs till he goes up. And I wanted to walk up and be like, fuck you. Like you can't go up and like drink your beers upstairs and watch the other comedians. Like maybe you don't want to because you're scared, but what about your friends? Like they could support the mic and they could support everybody that's going up. You know, like, and I was just so annoyed by it. So then I went upstairs and I told the host, I was like, bump him, bump him bump him. He was like, yo, I was supposed to go up and I go, sorry, man, there's people that got other shows because they actually do this. I was just like, so I was like, it, because he was just being so just, and it was that moment where I was like, never again will I let a fantasy loser do my own. <laughs> Drawing the line hard there. Did he go up and like, just talk about, well, you know, I had to do this. Like, did, was that yeah, like his whole bit? Him, yeah. And it was him like roasting his friends, but it like, wasn't even funny. And of course there's comics in the back and we're all standing back there and we're like, Ugh. because more so I was like, I just feel sorry for them because they have to be friends with him. Like, <laughs> you gotta talk to him tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this, does he do this all the time? Cause there was one, I think he told some joke or story and he pointed at like, he's like, you guys laughed the last time I told this. And I was just like, oh God, can you imagine? Like, you're not even some comic that was like, this worked at my show the other night. You're reminded your friends that they once laughed at something that they're now not laughing. inside joke with your friends and you're trying to tell <laughs> yeah. a whole room of people about it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so that does sound exhausting having to put that together like hopefully it's not that way every week though right no, it gets easier and it gets easier over time like most of the now like that was like the first three or four years was a big headache and now like random headaches pop up but they're few and far in between now well, I like, might have to make a penalty in my fantasy league if we lose. We got to do an open mic set. I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add that into the rules next time and just see if maybe yeah. we can, we, we <laughs> yeah. can figure it. Out. Yeah, make them go. Yeah, make them go we'll, up. And, we'll go up and go sit up. and drink the beer and watch the other comics though. We'll do that. Exactly. Like, just tell them just... to sign up and don't tell me they lost a fantasy league. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I'll be like, I've been practicing for years. This yeah, is my, yeah. this is my moment. <laughs> I'll see you walk up and I'm like, man. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Again. This guy. Um, so, like, talk to me about like doing, uh, like, you, 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 doing the. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Teaching and then trying to translate that into, because I, I mean, I, uh, I did some, like, some prep and I heard you talking about you don't have like a TV in your living room where you did it when the, I listened to another podcast you were on and you were saying that you, you like to just have the conversation and everything. And I was like, well, like where, like you just get your, uh, your material from some teaching and just from other stuff that, that you're doing. Just yeah, like, to me, TV, I, I feel like there's a lot of bits. Like there's a lot of people talk about like what's going on. Do you, do you watch a lot of TV or do you just watch, do you watch the news to get your information from there? Or just yeah, like I guess like, well, I think one, like my comedy is like mostly pretty personal. Mm -hmm. 
if I talk about like issues at all, it's like how they affect me and how I interpret them. Because most of my stuff is, yeah, it's about teaching or just about like how I like look at like the outside world. So I don't really do a lot of like, like kind of that, like that set up punchline current events. What's the deal with airplanes? Yeah, like I, yeah, I don't really, cause I don't really, like I don't really talk about that kind of stuff. Like everything sort of comes from this like, like, uh, like my the current events I discuss might be like yeah like maybe something that happened in my classroom or maybe my like interaction with a person or like a date I went on or some like weird experience I had you know what I mean like mm -hmm. so they all of those kind of like pull from that so like I watch TV I'm not like one of those people like my whole reason I don't have a TV in my living room is because I grew up in a family where like we just would watch TV all the time and then in my first house like when I lived with people, it was the same thing where there was a TV in the living room and we invite people over and people would just start watching TV and not talk to one another. And I just always been like, so when I have like, I have like a, yeah, I have an apartment, I have like a living room and a bedroom, my TV's in the bedroom, which is, that's awkward. Like when people come over, I'm like, I guess we can watch TV. Shall we go into the bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a weird, cause I like have a TV out here, but, um, but yeah, no, like, so I think that that's why my comedy is mostly like so personal and comes from like my like own personal experience that like uh, it, it doesn't get affected as much by like I listen to a lot of news and actually like I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff about like and like I'm like a news junkie and um, uh, but that just the way I process jokes is usually like not like uh, the way yeah it, mo it mostly comes from conversations that I have with people where like. Okay. I'll have a conversation with someone and then later on I'll kind of think about what we talked about or even in that conversation we'll be talking about something and just I'll like I'll say something and I'm like I need to think about that later for a joke I'm not trying to work out a bit but it's like like I was having a conversation with uh like this guy in my apartment complex recently and we were I don't even know how we got on the subject and we started talking about like threesomes and they were like Dusty you know have you ever had a threesome and I was like no I wouldn't want to do that and they were just and I was like and it's not a moral thing it's like one like, I, like I, it's like, I, A, I'm incredibly selfish. I want to be the center of attention. It's partly why I do comedy and I teach. But like, two, like I was like, if like, so if I'm doing something to someone or they're doing something to me, neither of us should be able to concentrate on anything else. Like, I don't have to worry about this. And you know, if like, if I want to, if I want to multitask, I'll like go to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't need that. But it was like, he said, yeah. he was talking about it. And in my back of my brain, I was like, I need to think about this more because this could be a thing. You know what I mean? And so it's like, then later on, like I have, it's like weird. I have these like conversations with myself about like, like I'm almost like almost as if I'm being interviewed on something. And that's a lot of how I develop or write my jokes. Like it's me like giving my take on something and I'll work through it. And then I'm like, okay, that's ready for stage. And then I'll take it to the stage. What sucks right now is like, that keeps happening. And for the first time, I'm actually like writing the list down of things I think of, because I don't have a place necessarily to like work those out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, so have you done any, like I've seen some, uh, some comedy that's been done like virtually over Zoom. Yeah. But like, yeah. And like, uh, like on the, the overnight funny. guys, the late night guys, like they don't have a laugh track. So it's just like, yeah, a I, watch lot of a lot. I, I love John Oliver and I've been watching him and it is like really interesting to watch them without laugh tracks. But then it's also like, they're fun. Like that, like, I think if I was one of like that, I think might be a little like, cause people have talked about like, do you want to do like a zoom stand up show? And like, I've like, I'm not, 
not considering it, but I'm still sort of like, I don't know about that. And like, it's funny because Michael Che, I think summed it up. He said this on like one of the first episodes back of Saturday Night Live at home where they did Weekend Update. They invited people on the Zoom chat so they could hear them laughing. Mm -hmm. And Michael Che was like, I feel like doing stand up to a camera with no audience is like some sort of weird hostage situation. <laughs> it's like, that's, I was like, yes, that is true. <laughs> like, so it was like one of those things where I'm just like, I don't know if like, I'd want to do that. But then like um, a friend, like, uh, like a, a fellow comedian recently asked me if I'd be interested in doing a show where it is that where it's like, you're on a zoom call, but there's other people. Cause he recently did one and he was telling me that it's actually like kind of nice because there's always a moderator in it. And so like, if somebody's becoming like unruly, they can just mute that person or kick them out of the zoom chat. There's it's, no hecklers on the zoom, on the zoom. Comedy. Yeah. So it's like, you, it's like an easy shutdown for hecklers. So you don't have to like worry about it. It's just like, okay. And he said, it wasn't like, he was like, it was a lot. He's like, I actually had like a lot of fun doing it. And I was like, cool. Like eventually I think depending on how this lasts, I mean, I might, I'll probably end up trying it because you know, yeah. like, um, you gotta yeah. get those reps in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but I would also imagine though, just from like the zoom, like the audience is like the SNL, uh, weekend update audience. Like the people yeah. that want to be on those are going to typically be the people that you want to do comedy in front of. Cause they're more like, there's not the yeah. like the lady that got dragged to the improv to watch you play or anything like that. Exactly. You know? she's exactly. Just mad, isn't looking to have a good time. Uh, there's usually sucks. people are like, yeah. I'm here for a reason. Right. Yeah, that's real. Like, yeah, that. But then there's always other people like that's the sad like the I say frustrating, but sometimes what is like I think frustrating and I also kind of I don't know if I feel sorry for them, but it's the people that like think that their comments are adding to the show. And they do it with good intentions. Like they, they're, they think that I'm it, helping you. Oh, I'm helping. And it's like, it's a weird negotiation to like, let them know they're not, but then also not seem like, like a dick so that the audience stays with you. You know what I mean? And it's like, but it's also weird to just have to be like, you're not making it better. Please stop. You know what it's I mean? It's honestly one of my favorite things to see too, where you, you, you bait them a little bit. All right. All right. Hey, no, no. Yeah. Happy birthday. It's your birthday. Okay, cool. No, you yeah. can't up on stage and then like at some point you're just like dude fuck off dude just fuck off no yeah and then, then yeah. everybody else is on your side at that point too because like all right well we were tired yeah. of her yelling too yeah exactly yeah that's all like luckily I, i've only had that happen like a couple times and so like and like i'm always thankful for that because like uh but like yeah there was yeah normally it's like an easy negotiation i have that easy teacher card i can play where i'm like hey you need to raise your hand and it's more of this like easy negotiation so i don't have to you know what i mean like I don't like you can still like reinforce it positively and move on but there have been a couple times where I was just like no can you just like go back to the woodlands and stop like <laughs> like please I'm just like oh my god um but yeah it's definitely not I don't I don't like the I try not to be mean to people well that that positive attitude while you're dealing with like conflict is definitely something I feel like that has to be necessary to be a teacher or like a good teacher because my mom who I think is like the greatest woman on earth like she like, kindergarten that's insane. All right kids now no 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 we we need we need to stop fighting each other and go back to our our places and I'm yeah. like I was like get the fuck away from him what are you doing yeah I always love uh, two like two or three years ago one of my classes I just like one thing I remember, I walked in and I was just like, I don't even remember what these two kids are doing, but I go, I was like, I don't even know what to tell you to stop doing right now because I actually don't even know what you're doing, but don't do it. I don't but, like it. But there were also like random things I would tell them to stop doing that they made this, they, they made this list on the wall that just said like, um, 
rules that Rhodes has to make up because we're a bunch of weirdos. Because I think I said, <laughs> I think of all these weird, these rules because you guys are weird. And it was just like weird things like, um, don't use the pencil sharp. The one was like, don't use the pencil sharpener to flirt with someone. Or no, the, I'm sorry, the stapler to flirt with someone. And I remember like we were reading them at the end of the year and I was just like, what even happened with this? Like, Who did what? Yeah, what? But it was like just weird stuff like that that they do where I'm just like, can you not? And then just narrate to them exactly what they're doing and then just think that's a weird thing to tell you you don't have, you don't, shouldn't do. I don't know. The uh, the pencil sharpener one though, like flirting with the pencil, uh, going to the pencil sharpener, oh, that was like yeah. a big thing, man. That was yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what's funny is not in my new room when I moved schools, but in my old room, I actually had two like old school pencil sharpeners. So like, I actually have like, I have a tattoo on my back of, you can't, I don't know if you can see it, but it's an old school pencil sharpener. It says station. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so when I like, of course, like I got one. And so I was like, I can't have a tattoo of this and not have it in my classroom. Right. Fake am I. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but it was so funny because then the kids were like, kids would get up all the time, and I was like, all right. But then I put up these like signs that was like, um, uh, one of the signs I put up on one of the pencil sharpeners was like, two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and I, and I, and I chose not to talk about it at the pencil sharpener. <laughs> like a young Robert Frost, probably. Like, <laughs> um, but they like, yeah, but it was just like, but I love them. Like the thing is too, is like high, teaching high school is fun. Cause kids like, I think kids today have this, like, I think because they grew up, like, I think like, like my generation and like, it was sort of like, you grew up in this very, like, I, like and sometimes I think of it as the Simpsons generation. And that it was like a time when humans yeah. were a little bit more elevated, but we didn't even realize it. Like we were just, we were more intelligent than we gave ourselves credit for. Like with sarcasm and everything. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's been reflected into students. And so they're like, their senses of humor and like how they interact is a little bit more mature and intelligent. Like as much as people don't want to believe that, I've seen it. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, so it's fun to have like, like my students and I have that relationship. Like they make fun of me, I make fun of them. Like there's a thing in my class, like when I burn you, they call it being dusted. Cause they know me <laughs> like dusted, but it's just like, but they're fun to hang around with. Like I like, you know, I like when they make fun of me. Like I think it's, it's, it makes the class fun and it's all good nature. Like no one, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and so like that part of teaching, like it just makes it a lot more enjoyable. Like, I think when you learn to see yourself as like, like I hate authority and like the biggest problem I had when I started teaching was like, I don't want to be an authority. I don't even like authority. I don't want to be that. You know what I mean? And yeah. just like trying to keep that level where it's like, okay, I need you to listen to me and respect me in some, because I am the expert in the room, but I also am not like, I also want this to be like, like a good, like a relationship that's like seen as like give and take. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's about like leaving your ego at the door and just realizing like, they're just kids, you know? I have so much more patience for like teenagers and I do like if adults act like teenagers, I'm just like, I hate you. Like I just, <laughs> you shouldn't be at that point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just have no, like I have no patience for uh, like, and I've, I've tried to get better about this because like I have so much empathy for teenagers and I, sometimes I realize, especially like running an open mic, like sometimes it's like when the younger comics come up, I realize I need to be like a little bit more patient with them, but sometimes uh -huh. it's like, your fucking life together. Like, come on, man. 
Like, you know, I don't know. I feel bad. <laughs> no, no, I get what you're saying, though. But, like, yeah. uh, have you ever had any students come out and to see you, like, perform? Yeah. Um, do, you, like, do, you pro do you push shows, like, on the board? Are you, like, also, oh, I yeah, got exactly. come out. No, I, what's funny is I don't have any of my, it's really funny, I don't have any of my stand-up online. Like, I do, like, on my website. But you can't just Google me on Facebook. What is on Facebook, though, is I used to do all these readings. You can just use regular Google, which is, I would say, broader it, and easier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, um, uh, I... Uh, I read story, I do this thing called grown-up story time, which is like at Red Year's 2, and it's a thing where people write stories, and then they pick people to read them. So it's like, it's a, like they've been doing it for years in Montrose. It's an awesome event. Um, and I've read stories for them before, none of them mine. And like, I read this, one of the stories I read this time was this woman's battle with chlamydia. And I had kids come in one day, I just thought, Miss Rose, you ever had an STD? And I was like, what are you, like, that's not even appropriate that you're asking. <laughs> And then I heard one of them say chlamydia and I go, oh, what, you look me up on YouTube like a creep. And you, so I was like, did you also notice in that story that it said read by Dusty Rhodes, written by someone else? Or have I not taught you any research skills at all? Because that's what you just proved to me. <laughs> my job properly. And you but failed. Like, but that same thing has happened with dudes. I, like, I've, like dudes have been like, oh, I just saw this video about you. Uh, you had chlamydia. And I was like, oh my God, but no. It look like read, like take five seconds. It's so funny. Recently, I read this story a year ago. I don't know if it's on YouTube yet. It was a grown up story time story about this woman who went on a date with a guy who wanted to eat a cheesecake out of her ass. And she let him. And I had to keep pausing on this story. And I, not because I had to, but because I wanted to. And I was just like, just to reiterate, I didn't write this story. <laughs> story if you're a student who has googled me this did not happen to me like now back to the story <laughs> <laughs> but no i have had students that have come out i've never told them about my shows i've had students like now more students are familiar with it and they know about it mm -hmm. like this students who are like missiles we really want to come to your shows and there's a balance between like are you a student who actually like is like interested in supporting me because that's the way like i work at a campus it's like we're very much like it's a smaller school we're very like close as like a campus, like both teachers and staff and students. Like it's like, it's a very like kind of almost family environment. It has a lot to do with like who our kids are and how they're raised and just their backgrounds and everything. So they'll come in, but I have had students knowingly, like I remember being at Trash Flavor Trash, the secret group one time and I went up and I said something about being a teacher and there was somebody from the back goes, Miss Rhodes. And I was like, oh, what is one of my, are you what former students of mine? And they're like, yeah. And I go, okay, well, just like when you're in my classroom, sit down and shut the fuck up and listen to me until I'm done talking. But, it, <laughs> but I have, and what's funny is I recently, a student that I had like my second year of teaching recently, like, uh, like reached out to me on Instagram just to like, you know, tell me how he's doing. Like I wrote his letter of recommendation for college, but he told me, he was like, I was at the secret group and I saw you do this joke. Like I have this joke. I don't know. It's about like uh, armpit fat and it's like students. Uh, Reggie. Yeah. No, 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 not the Reggie conversation. It's about, um, these two, it's like two students were in my classroom. They're talking about this girl they thought was attractive. And one of them was like, that chick's not hot. She's got armpit fat. And I was just, uh, is that a thing? You know, I have a whole joke about it. But he like reached out to me and he goes, that was our conversation, right? He was like, maybe <laughs> the students, I go, yep, that's about you guys. I was like, that literally happened in my classroom. I was like, wait a minute, is that a thing? Like armpit fat is a thing that men find attractive or look for. But, uh, but again, like that's kind of my joke writing is like, I hear something and I'm like, that's something I gotta write about. Do you ever get called out? Like I know you were talking about uh, like with the guy in your apartment talking about threesomes. Like, do you ever get called out? Like, are you working on a bit? Like, 
Like, do your students are like, Miss Rhodes, is this a bit? Oh, no, because I don't, like, I don't run jokes by them in class. Like, because most of the time, if I do a joke that has to do with stuff that happened in class, it's something that they've said that then I, in my mind, interpret and think about later. Mm-hmm. But uh, jokes in class, but I'm also just like a goofy person. Yeah. But it is because, so I- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I teach, I have three classes a day. Well, like, it's... Technically, I have six, but whatever, it doesn't matter. But anyways, like, I have to teach those classes back-to-back. And before the school I used to work at, I had, like, seven, six classes back-to-back. And what's funny is, like, I'm teaching a lesson. When you think about it, I'm teaching the same lesson six times or three times. And what's funny is, like, you, it's like you're working through a routine. Like, you are. Like, every teacher mm-hmm. stand up, and they don't even realize it. Because you think of, like, as you're, like, a good practice in teaching is to think about what did I do that worked? What didn't I do that worked? So I can kind of get better throughout the day. You know what I mean? Or I've yeah. done before last year, what did I do last year? Well, what's funny is sometimes I'll say something to one class and they'll laugh and they'll be like, oh, I gotta say that next class. And then I'll say it next class and it just falls flat. <laughs> and I'm just like, did it sound too practiced? But all right. <laughs> You're like, this class just doesn't get it. They're not as Yeah, exactly. I'll be like, third and fourth period, be killed. You always have favorites though, right? Like every teacher has favorites, oh, don't yeah. they? That's okay. Real. That's real. I think it's like, I, and I, I was going to call bullshit like, if you said no, because no, every oh, teacher says, I'm like, so, I know you're lying. Yeah, no, no, you have students that you just like, but it's also like, but so do students. Students have teachers that they prefer, yeah. prefer more than others too. So I don't think it's like about feeling bad because it's like, uh, I feel worse having to admit that uh, people are like, you have students you don't like. And I'm like, yes, like you do. Look, some like, people are dicks. Yeah, it's like uh, there's people in my comedy community or even in my friend group that I'm like, I'd prefer it if you didn't show up all the time. But you do, so here we are. And you know what I mean? You got to get through your day. Uh, but teach <laughs> to be more patient with people I don't like, I think. You know, but yeah. like, uh, because, you know, you have to sit with them. Like, they're in my class for like two hours a day. And I'm just like, all right, let's try to make the best out of this. And sometimes you have enjoyable experiences with them, so it's not so bad, you know. But it's just like, yeah, but I like... No, you definitely have just those students that you sort of like click with more or you just enjoy more. Um, uh, yeah. So no, you definitely have the ones like that. You definitely have, I, like I say favorites. It's actually what's more is favorite class periods. Like, because like, like people, groups of kids. That's yeah. That's the thing about teaching too, is it's like, there are the individual personalities, but then there's the collective personality of them where it's like, I, ha- I remember having one class period that I was like, I hate you as a group of people. <laughs> When you come together for seventh period, I, it's like, I used to tell my sixth period, I'm like, if you guys don't leave, they can't sit down anywhere. Like, just stay. <laughs> like, um, but like, collectively, I didn't like them. But individually, I liked them. You know what I mean? Right. But it's like, when they came together as one, like, when their forces combined, they were awful. Like, they were just the worst. <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. But that's cool that, like, people have come and seen you and stuff like that. Like, that's cool that, uh. I feel like a lot of teachers like don't like, I guess like with, with social media and stuff, it is a little bit easier for like people to reconnect with teachers and stuff. Cause there are people who are like, I wish there's a couple of teachers where like, I could be like, Hey, thanks for telling me this one thing back like in like fourth grade. Like that was cool. That meant like that helped. Like, like you do realize as you get older, that there's like certain teachers that like, 
so-and-so doing this to me taught me yeah. like to never do that or and I say to everyone like I know this is not going to air till next week but this week is actually teacher appreciation week but if yeah. you have a teacher and you have it in your means to just find them and send them that note I think people don't realize that it means more to them than like people would think like even if I had some shitty kid that like wasn't my favorite person message me and say, hey, Rhodes, you did this one thing and I just want to say like, because a lot of times kids are like, you probably hated me. And I'm just like, no, I didn't hate you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like hate any of my students because I also realize they're just like going through it. Because that's another thing that I hate. I hate it like, I tell someone I'm a teacher, especially on a date. This is a date ender. And they're just like, oh, you would have hated me in high school. I was, but, and I was just like, oh, nah, you probably sucked. Because they're just like, or they're like, oh, well, are your kids dicks? And I'm like, no, most kids are great. Most people are great. Like you're all, you were probably awful. <laughs> you're awful. You know what I mean? It's like I was smarter than all my teachers, and I'm like, hold up, I'm good. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you probably you probably weren't. Yeah. I got to a point point with like my parents with that, where it's like I used to like be combative with my parents, like always argue over everything, and like they were the most caring, loving. They had my back on like everything I ever needed, and I was just, like, <laughs> I didn't get it. And then I was like, at one point, I was just like telling my dad, like, I'm so sorry. I was such yeah, a fuck that. off. Like, right. why didn't I just listen to you? You would have right. made my life so much easier if I had just been like, yeah, you're right. My dad, my dad knows what the fuck he's talking about. Like, he's lived a lot longer than me. He gets this. <laughs> yeah, he does get it. Yeah, it was funny. Some, uh, you're just like, a lot of kids just, you don't have a real, like, you respect authority. Like, it's like the, the anti-authority mentality. And you're just like, nobody understands me. Nobody gets me. I'm going to go listen exactly. to Lincoln Park and, and vent. Yeah, and I'm just like, all right, man, the world's against you, okay. But I think like even those kids, if you really like, as a teacher, like one of the first things I do is if I have a kid who's like acting out in class or like, you know, like challenging me or doing anything, first thing I do is call them out in the hallway. And the first question I ask them is I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Cause like, I think like, if you give them a chance to just point out like what you're doing, cause sometimes it's like, then that's like a ground you can work up from, right? Mm -hmm. Doing, I can always say like, hey, cool, I have to do that. Because if I don't do that, this happens, you know what I mean? But like, uh, and so they'll get over it or sometimes like, but it's like, it's, it's a conversation starter at least. And I'd like them to know that I'm just like, we're in this together. Like we really are like all of us, like you and I have to work together to get you to the finish line. Mm -hmm. but, but you definitely have those kids. I always think those kids are kind of funny and I kind of relate to them. Uh, so like it's always kind of fun with those kids because I think they sometimes don't know how to like what to make of me because they're yeah like, well you yeah. throw them off like with the like like that's a great question they're like what am I doing wrong because like oh I mean I don't I don't know man I'm just mad at everything right now I'm yeah just, exactly like, uh, <laughs> I and then you gotta like self reflect yeah because then sometimes you're like I'm not mad at you and I'm like cool well you are acting mad at me so how can I make that stuff you know what I mean when I'm just like. But like, you know, but like, I think that sometimes it's just like, yeah, because sometimes that's all a kid needs. They just need a second because sometimes they don't know how to process all that right away. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, there's sometimes where I'm just like, hey, can you go out in the hallway and take five and then come back in? Take and a lap. That's a game changer. Yeah, that's like, that's a game changer. And it's just like, but there's like, I think that that's the biggest mistake that some teachers make is I'm just like, they demand this apology or they demand something. And I'm just like, who gives a shit at the end of the day? Like, who cares? Like, it on it. Like, I'm just like, did you really need that apology? Like, is that gonna, yeah, like the 18 year old saying, I'm sorry, is that right? That, yeah, exactly. That's An 18 year old bowing down to you, like, this just, to me, I'm just like, that just doesn't, I don't want that. That's not, and that's not, and because then they come back in, and I guess it's for me, I'm so like hyper, like emotionally aware. 
that it bothers me if I think someone's still mad at me and I just want to solve the problem. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, I don't, like, I was like, that's just like, I don't, like, I could feel it in the room and I'm like, I hate this. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so I don't know. I used to have a teacher that, uh, that like, like when I was in ninth grade, that like I would always talk with my friends and everything. And she hated football players. Like I played football, I wasn't very good, but I played football. And so she was like, "Oh, you're on the football team? Like f f these guys. Like they're always problems. I always have problems with football players." And anytime like I would talk, like she like I got to the point where like, she would just send me to like our ninth grade principal's office, and I was so cool with the like receptionist Miss Martin there. Like she was like, "Oh, Alex, did you like a soda?" Uh, okay, and like I would get to there like three times a week, and I was like, "I'm just." I'm not yeah. learning anything. Like I'm not learning anything in the class. Okay, cool. Like I don't yeah. care. Like and at that point, like when you kick me out of class, I don't like I get to hang out. Like I I wasn't planning on You're hanging giving in. them what they need. That's like that's awesome. like classroom management 101. It's so funny when people make the kind of mistakes that you like learn about in college not to make. You know what I mean? Where it's, mm-hmm. it's like reward a kid with exactly what they want. Like kids are like I'm just gonna go to the office and I'm like no you're not. Like <laughs> no you're not. Like you're gonna sit there and finish this assignment. Uh, and one time, like, a kid was like, I'm just going to the office. So I had another kid follow him. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, bringing your assignment. Ms. Rose says you still have to finish it. Busted. <laughs> <Just, laughs> yeah, like, hang out. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I, like, that's what I like. I like the school I work at. So the particular school I work at, like, we work to make kids not have to feel that way. And so they, like, we really work to, like, make it, like, you know, a community. And, like, a, you know, like an environment where it's, like, we like, and our kids are like genuinely good people. And when they're not, like they've been sort of raised in a system that talks, like teaches them how to advocate for themselves. So and honestly, like a lot of times, like I don't have to have as many conversations with students because if they're upset, they'll ask me, Ms. Rose, can we talk outside? Or Ms. Rose, can I go outside That's real cool. quick? Or Ms. Rose, I need to go talk to someone. And so like, they already know like, how, like the best way to handle those situations. And so it's like nice, it's, it's cool that they know that that's there for them because when that's not there for them, it's hard for both them and the teacher. Cause I've worked in schools where it's not like that at all. And I'm just like, this is like, sometimes like administration is your biggest headache. Just to like, like, I feel like I not to get like too deep about it, but just cause you were talking about like, like, I feel like this is like the first real generation. That's like, it's okay to like talk to somebody about things. I think a lot of other generations, it was like, just shut up, quit being a pussy. Like what, what's wrong with you? Like, yeah. I think that that was a bit like, this is a big thing where like mental health is kind of being, being looked at like, Oh, well, Hey, you're right. Just being a prick to this guy for four years, that really messed him up. And that helped that he had this un like this anger yeah, that exactly. he held under him for like that. Like, yeah. so and all like, you had to do was ask him, what am I doing wrong? Right. Right. And then it would have changed everything. <laughs> it out. Yeah. I totally feel that way. I'm very lucky, but I think that that's something that's changing. I do think that that's something that's changing in education a lot. And I think the people that are going into education are smarter about it too. So it's I think in society and in a lot of other stuff like that, like we need to kind of start taking those investigations and like, okay, well, how is this going to work? Like uh, one of the co-hosts on the morning show I'm on, she, uh, she, she went back to school and she's trying to learn how to go into like mental health and everything. She said like, well, this whole mental health crisis, it really spoke to me. And I really felt like, yeah. and I was like, wow, like that, like I would be the worst person to help people with that stuff. But like, you are a caring person that is good at things. Like, yeah. like, like she has all the qualities of somebody that would be able to help other people with that. So it's like, that's awesome that you're able to do that. And yeah. I, I think just mental health is like, it's such a gray area right now where nobody really knows like what is what and like what constitutes as like, okay, is this crazy? Or is this like a normal thing that we can process through? Or like, like exactly. PTSD used to just be shell shock. It was like, yeah, yeah I'll well, put him in the corner. He'll be fine. 
Yeah, and so like, so we practice restorative justice at the school I work at, which is like, restorative justice basically is unlike criminal justice, which is like, who did it and how can we punish them? Restorative justice is like, what happened and how can we fix this within the community? Like, who was affected and how can we like, you know, like heal the harm that was done? And so we sit in what we call circle a lot, where it's like, everybody gets to say how they were affected by something. So it's like the person who like maybe caused harm is what we would say, like gets to like gets to hear from everybody. Hey, here here's how I was affected by this. Is it almost like an intervention? Like, yeah, like... it's kind of like that, but it's more of like this is like a it's like a more of like a tribal practice. Okay, um, and it's something that's like kind of practiced in education. Some people frown on it because some people want a more punitive consequence. Just send them to detention and they'll learn or expel them. And it's like studies have shown that actually doesn't work at all. <laughs> I never learned that way. I just hated not, the person that not, did it. Yeah, and so like and a lot and I've seen that like I, when I came to this campus and I just see like the trust that students have with their teachers and other students and their administrators, because they know that they like, at least will be listened to. Mm -hmm. And I, that's it. Like, that's like, it's such a key thing where it's like, it's not hard. Just like, it's not hard to put on a mask. It's not hard to just listen to someone without immediately just wanting to retort. Like just listen to what they're trying to say. And sometimes like, you're like, oh, we can solve this easily. But I think sometimes people's ego just gets in the way. So it's like, just relax. <laughs> I think like I think like not even just in school. I think in a lot of like workplaces and stuff like that. It's like you just want to be able to like okay, well, like you said, like just know that people are there to listen. Like when I, if I go to my boss with a concern or something, like I've worked at places before where it's like yeah, I got didn't give two shits about what I just told him. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, All right, cool. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, we'll take care of it. All right, see you later. Go back to your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like I'm not even done talking. He's like yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. He's on the way out the door. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, okay, well, I don't matter. So, like, yeah, yeah. And so, and like that, yeah, that, yeah. So, I definitely think, like, just like making, like, making people feel like they're at least like they, they account for something. That's good that we got people out like, like, like you and like the people you work with that are, that are doing that though. Cause I think that is very important. And it's like, like teachers are so fucking underpaid and it's like, it's crazy with, with everything going on. We're like, do we not appreciate teachers? Like all the fucking parents stuck at home this year. I hope somehow there's a way where we're like, <laughs> you're right. We should start doing, we, we should yeah, start taking so care of teachers. <laughs> I hate my kids after three days and they have to deal with them every day. Oh my God. You know, what's, you know what's funny about that? Two things I think are great about that. One, the number of podcasts I listen to where now people are having to record from home or whatever. And they made that comment where they're just like, oh my God, I have to teach my kids. This is a nightmare. We should pay teachers more. That's, that has been something. But on the other side of it, when I talk to other teachers that I work with that teach high school, but now have to stay home all day with their smaller children, they're like, <laughs> I could never be a stay-at-home parent. This shit sucks. I just want to be back at work. And it's funny because it's coming both from people who have never taught and even people that I know that are teachers. It's like, just all day. Like, because they're like teaching online, but they're also like, having to teach their kids and I'm just like Jesus <laughs> that yeah like, how do you I don't understand how you do both of those where you, if you got young no, my, kids that have to be doing that like my mom's yeah. gotta like read to her kids they're kindergartners so she doesn't like yeah. like but like she's gotta do this, that stuff and just like the, the story she's told me about like kindergarten zoom is just chaos oh my god chaos. everybody's like hey hi you're having to mute people left <laughs> and right like everybody's trying to show you everything they have can it's show she, and tell can she, can she add me into a kindergarten zoom i can probably get her to i just want, want to experience a kindergarten zoom that, i just want to see that chaos because it does sound like oh my god i can't even imagine Look, i have an elsa doll check this out this is cool oh what are you doing are you eating brayden are you eating and it's like, I'm, tr I'm trying to talk and she said she didn't like mute him for the first couple of times because everybody's just figuring it out 
but she's like, now I'm having to mute people just because like, you're not going to get anything done. Cause a lot of people just think that it's like, it's hangout time. <laughs> do the kids understand that like they can see their classmates and like talk and say hi and stuff. Do they understand that? They do. But then they realize like, Oh, I can just talk to whoever, whenever. And she's like, no, just, no, 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 We can you, hear you. We can hear you talking to Maria. Like you need to. Be right, right. Just, just chill out, Riley. Just chill out, man. We'll get to you. We'll get to you. You can show everybody your your Elsa doll here in a little bit. We got you. I promise you'll get to show it. But it's also like, imagine like all the things that like weird kindergartners do, and now they have like cameras. Like, okay, put your, take your hand out of your pants. Stop. Uh, it's like just like that weird stuff. Oh my god, I just can't imagine like that. Like, oh my god, a classroom of kindergarten Zoom. At least I'll they just, show up for I'll, it. I'll tell my mom. Look, I've got I got a friend of mine. It's a teacher. She wants to read to your class, and then you can read to the class and just watch. Yeah, oh, definitely. Pants. I just love to read a children's book. <laughs> just to experience it. Just like, uh-huh, okay. But you should interact with them. And then you can yeah. like shut them down. Yeah. Like, just, it's what like, are you just like comedy again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do my Zoom show, but I do it for kindergartners. I mean, I would watch that, though. Yeah. If you started... You guys know about snacks? They're <laughs> just like, yeah! It's snack time. What do we all got for snacks? Yeah, everybody showing. It's like, it's like when you do the Zoom happy hour with your friends. What are you drinking? All right, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> that would be really funny. That would, oh, you I got goldfish? There. That, oh, yeah, that'd be hilarious. Like, what is everybody snacking on? They're like holding up their snacks. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You should do that, but like, I'll teach your kids if you don't want to have to do it during the yeah, day. And then like, you just yeah. do a very a generalized lesson plan. Put me on this 15 minutes with your kids and I'll teach them something. Like, give me, give me an objective. I'll think through it. I'll try to do it. Look, if you, you send me five kids, I'll do five random bullet points from each thing you want me to teach them. And we're done. Yeah, I'm not exactly. going to promise you anything, exactly. but we'll That's cover something. something. I, what else am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we do a couple of segments uh, on, okay. on my podcast every week. If you want to get a little weird with them. Um, let it. me let me tell you about uh, let me get some ads out of the way real fast. Uh, Dusty, you need that. I'm gonna pour myself another bourbon. You go do that. You go do that. Um, <laughs> Southern Star Brewing Company, gang, the best beer in the entire world. I was talking to my buddy Keith out at Southern Star today, and he told me that they've even opened up the outdoor taps. You got to go up there one at a time, but they are being very very safe. They're being socially distant, and that outside patio at uh, at at Southern Star is is you so you'll be able to keep your distance there you go dusty gets it dusty gets it <laughs> if, you, if you're not watching the video version she's holding up a southern star koozie which is i mean southern star was my favorite beer before we started the podcast pine belt yeah r.i.p buried hatchet stout is like my favorite thing buried hatchet is good you can only have yeah. a couple though because they'll fuck you up oh <laughs> yeah no yeah one one and done yeah but um <laughs> Yeah, the Southern Star is, it was my favorite beer. Bombshell Blonde was my favorite beer in the world. And then we were drinking them one time and they were like, oh, nice beer. And I was like, that'd be tight if you guys wanted to hop on with this podcast. And then nice. we did. And now we've been, we've been working with them for about over a year. And then, I don't know if you've tried yet, they put the, the uh, strawberry Bombshell Blonde. Yes, 
I ha I did have that. A neighbor had that the other day by the pool, and they offered me one, and I was like, "This is great." Love it was it. my favorite. My favorite. Like I was a big bombshell fan, and then I was like, "I, I don't like fruit beers," and I was like, uh, "I like this fruit beer. This is my yeah, new I like, favorite." Now I do. But yeah, so they they are having the tap room is open. I don't have or not not the out not the inside tap room. They have the outdoor like patio bar area. They are keeping everything socially distant, but they also do have beer to go. So you know, if you want to some, support some local businesses, you can go pick them up. Uh, you can go get some Southern Star Kroger, H E B, Total wine all your liquor stores and, and all that like that's where i got some the other day and then they're, uh, they also are. Supporter, they're a supporter of local comedy jesse saldana does a show there when so every every couple of saturdays right yeah i've seen him a couple yeah. times yeah he's, yeah he's, he's pretty funny go um, southern star yeah, Southern Star gets it. Those guys get it, and they really are supportive of, like, everything everything local. But they do have beer to pick to go. Like, if you want to go hang out with the guys up at Southern Star, and I keep telling you guys, take a picture of you with the gang from Southern Star. Six feet apart, you know, just keep your distance. Take your picture of your beer when you pick up that beer to go. And I will send you, like, at Pod at Southern Star BC, I'm going to send you a shirt. If you guys send me a picture of you guys up there at the brewery, I'll send you guys a PTG shirt. Um, nice! You can go get beer to go Thursdays, noon to six, Fridays and Saturdays, noon to seven, and Sundays from noon to six as well. Thursdays, noon to six, Fridays and Saturdays, noon to seven, and Sundays, noon to 6 p.m. as well. That's at 3525 North Fraser Street up in Conroe. And also, it is an election year, which is very important. It's important to go out and vote. And the big decision that we have is not necessarily the presidential election. But which color bombshell blonde can we want? Do we want the red oh. or the blue? I keep going back and forth. Have you seen how sexy this red can is? Red is nice. It's very, and it's, it goes along with like the, the pinup girl style. Right? Yeah. But the blue, it's like. But I love keep, the blue. It's classic. Do I like the blue because I'm used to the blue? That's, that's, that's what I've been fighting internally with every, every day. But bombshell2020.com, you can go and place your vote to see who you want to be or who which which can you want the bombshell blonde girl to be on southern star brewing company the best beer in the entire world if you're drinking a southern star while listening to past gravy or drinking a southern star because of past gravy hit us up and them at past gravy pod tag them at southern star bc all right um let's do a couple segments then i'll do another ad and then uh so, so we do a segment every week now called what would jesus do um, okay. this was brought up, I, I was at a bachelor party and I can't remember what I was talking to my friend about, but he was like, I wonder what Jesus would have done in that scenario. And I was like, that's a really good idea for a podcast. Yeah, there you go. See, you know exactly how I feel. Or someone says something, you're like, hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, this is a little problematic. We've had people quit like listening to us because they got upset. And I was like, look, oh, I'm not man. like, I, I'm not. It's a joke. It's a joke. Just let people have fun. My Jesus would have been a funny guy, you know? I think he's got to sit yeah, exactly. I think he's just playing around. So you throw Jesus into a situation, like a modern-day situation, and hit us up on Twitter, at Pod. Use the hashtag PTGWWJD. And my rule, Dusty, was like, we're only going to do this until you guys quit submitting things for us to answer. Okay. If, if you don't like it, you're going to stop submitting it. So this has been going on for over a year now, and it's working. Love it. So people this haven't is, stopped. Yeah. Yeah, they get it. They want to know what Jesus would do. Um, I mean, we've all wondered that ever since those bracelets came out. Yeah, ever, ever since we found out about Jesus. <laughs> ever since. So this is the What Would Jesus Do segment. Jesus, Jesus, what would Jesus do? Jesus, Jesus, what would Jesus do? Put him in a situation in a matter of time. If you wrote the jingle, do you think he'd make it rhyme? So think about this crazy world in which we live today. And how would Jesus handle it in any given way? Um, our, our, this week's What Would Jesus Do comes from our buddy Raymundo Benavidez at KMundoB on Twitter. He 
fun fact about Raimundo, he got past the gravy on WrestleMania, not WrestleMania, Royal Rumble. Um, when Ric Flair's daughter was walking up into the ring, he was like front row and he had a past the gravy logo on a sign he made. Oh, right, God, I love people that support like that. That's so cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, so Raimundo's always, I always got Raimundo's back because of that. Um, but Mundo says, if Jesus was a transformer, what would he transform into? Well, Easy answer is cross, right? But like, he's not going to be a cross. Yeah, he's not, not going to be a cross. Because I, I was thinking, I'm like, fish, wine? Fish would be a good guess, too. Yeah, yeah. He transforms other things into wine, though. He would not himself. Yeah, exactly. He wouldn't transform himself into that. Um, he would transform himself into palm leaves. I feel like he'd be something dope, though. Yeah, Jesus would be, he would transform himself into God. What if that's his big, his long con? He's like, just, on him. Uh, that like that's <laughs> he just wants to live up to what his dad's expectations. Yeah, exactly. Are. He's like, I just want to be my dad. Uh, Pat McClellan and I were pitching a we're on this podcast. We're not ever going to do it, but we were throwing around an idea. It's like that'd be a funny TV show. Like Jesus, just kind of like he's not really great at everything. He's trying to live up to his dad's expectations, but he can't ever quite do it. He's like a mediocre carpenter. So it's like, ah, I mean, that chair is a little fucked up, Jesus. But like, I don't know. Your dad's a pretty big deal. Yeah, exactly. So I guess, yeah, yeah. Like He's we're trying to prove all the doubters wrong. Um, okay. Uh. I don't know. I think Jesus would be like, I'm talking like Harry Potter. What was it? Your Patronus? Like, yeah. What Patronus would Jesus have? Because I feel like it would be something like, like a lamb, something, Ooh. you know, like something Bible-y. Bible-y. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, a lamb. You think he would transform? He'd go. I, like that. See, I don't think Jesus would transform into a lamb. I'm going. That's. I don't. I know. I'm talking myself out of it now. What if he? I'm trying. This is a good one. Jesus transforms into a. Because it's got to be something that could fuck you up, but like it doesn't. You know, like it. It, it has the ability to. Like a dog. Jesus would be a dog. Jesus would 100. Talking to be people. A dog. I think he already did that. That was uh, Sam's whole thing. <laughs> okay. Well. Maybe Jesus would bring that back. He'd bring it back. It was so successful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, like, I like him transforming into like random objects. Like just he's like. A, bur a burning Yeah, exactly. Again. A burning. Yeah, he's like, it's like, Jesus, you've already done this. Like this is hack Jesus. Oh my God. Everybody you knows it's you. This is old bits. Why don't you try something new, Jesus? Like. Well, you're going to cure a leper next time? Cool, dude. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. What, what if he transformed into one of those like hedges that shaped like him? Like he was, oh. He's like, I'm a Jesus shaped hedge. And we're like, yeah, okay. He's like, me and Edward Scissorhands are like this. <laughs> what if he just turned into, uh, he transformed into Christ the Redeemer, the statue? And I was like, dude, you kind of, you transformed into yourself, bro? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he transformed specifically into the Christ statue from Madonna's uh, <laughs> Like a Prayer. <laughs> I think we found that, it. That requires two things. He has to time travel and right. into a thing. That's like, it's like Jesus. Just If JC can do it, like if anybody can, it's yeah. JC though. It's like, what a try hard, but okay. <laughs> so yeah, he's a Christ statue from Madonna's. Yeah. yeah. What if he like transformed into like something like he's like, I'm going to be Megan the Stallion's left butt cheek. That's what I'm going to transform into. So I mean, I get it. I get it. There's something about her left. I mean, everything's nice. I mean, the right one's good, but it's that left one just pops. That left one, is, it's like it's speaking to me. <laughs> like she's doing a little bit more work on that left side. I feel like yeah. she needs <laughs> the left a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. She left okay. leg or left, left handed. I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a that was that was a pretty good WWJD. A lot of people don't like. Some people have been thrown off with that, but you get it. You're more in that. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Another another segment we do is the not cool segment, and mm. that is really when I was trying to fill an hour when I first started this podcast a couple years ago. I was like, well, I bitch about a lot of things. What if I just vented, and that'll help oh. me fill an hour. And so it's actually become like therapeutic. And now I'm doing two episodes a week while we're in quarantine. So it's like, I get to bitch about two things and this is great. And uh, I'll start, I'll start first. If you want to think of one. Um, And then, uh, then we'll hear, hear yours. But this is the not cool. Not cool, man. Dude, that's not cool. Not cool. Not cool. Dude, that's not cool. Not cool, man. Dude, that's not cool. Not cool. Not cool. Dude, that's not cool. Not cool. All right, my not cool is going to the eye doctor. I'm just, I'm anti everything around my eyes. I can't wear contacts. I have glasses, but I don't wear them. And I had to go to the eye doctor and it only took them four times for the little eye puff, like the little puff of air that they put. Like, Cause you, you, you usually would get me once, but I knew what was coming and I was like, oh, I'm not doing that. Uh-uh. <laughs> and they're like, you gotta stop. You gotta stop. And I, everybody's What's wearing masks. That? So like yeah. I know that like, everybody's like all like sweating on their their faces are all sweating and she's probably like just hurry up dude just hurry up and just look into the damn thing and I was like okay yeah. like they're putting stuff in my like eyelids and like I don't know I don't like anything around my eye it's the absolute like worst thing ever and yeah going to the eye doctor sucks it was the first like eye exam I've had in like five years yeah. I uh I got a corneal abrasion a couple uh like last year I had a I was at a bar and my friend turned around and I turned around at the same time and his hat hit me in the eye and oh, wow. my eye swole up and I was like I don't think this is good and went in and they had like I had to wear sunglasses for a week and then they were like well this could recur everyone like, this- thought you were a douche indoors oh they totally did they totally <laughs> thought I was but like I had to wear like two sets of sunglasses I wore my regular sunglasses and then I wore like the like old man like like side sunglasses too. And like, it was, it was embarrassing, but I got through it. I got through it. I'm an eye injury survivor. James Harden went through it. And I was like, yo bro, as an eye injury survivor, I'd like to offer you some advice. He didn't take it, but I offered it to him on Twitter. And then uh, a couple of weeks ago, I woke up and when I opened my eye, it just, I think my eyes were dry and, and the top of my eyelid just stuck to it and it just ripped everything back off oh again. My God. So yeah, that was fun. And they were like, oh, it's called uh, reoccurring corneal erosion i think so it's like yeah if i don't treat my dry eyes it's gonna Man. happen again and again and again and again both things you had sound like they could be like heavy metal bands or corneal erosion that does sound like i'm just gonna yeah. write that down <laughs> all right all right Good to know. i'll give you credit i'll give you credit on like <laughs> not our hits but like you know some some deep tracks um, so yeah, yeah, going to the eye doctors might not cool. I just, I just hate it. It may not be everybody's not cool, but yeah. it's just, I didn't, that, that made me say, Hey, that's not cool, man. Yeah. Not cool. Yeah. Uh, um, man, I have two. All right. First one, having a car. It's, <laughs> I hate having to have a car. I have to have one, but I hate right. every having a car. I hate, I'm bad at oil changes. I fucking hate getting gas. Ooh, yeah. Gas is not even hard. But I'm the like it's just like whenever I have to, I'm like, just fuck. You know, having to keep it clean. The fact that cars are like a status symbol, I don't give a fuck. I have a car right now. I had to get a new car last year because my other car died. My car right now, we went to go get one. My parents like were helping me like just get the initial payment down, you know, the whole steal. 
why parents exist. That right. made me feel like an asshole because I'm like, why can I not just afford a car? You know, whatever. I'm in that same boat. Getting getting the car. My car is manual locks, manual windows. Okay, this okay, which is fine. I don't give a fuck. I hate that that's a thing. But what's funny about it? Manual locks, manual windows. But you know what? Center console, rear view camera, touch screen, Bluetooth. It's like. I'm like, what's a consumer's value right now that I'm doing this, but I can just play music off my phone and I get text messages read to me by my car. Like that is crazy. Yeah. And I just like it, like everything about, and it just made them annoy, like cars annoy me even more. Like, like it's everything. I hate driving. I hate all of it. Cars. Traffic is the worst. Everything, pretty yeah. much everything that goes with cars is the cool? worst. Yeah. So I'm not a good, I'm not a big car guy either. I drive a Focus, a Ford Focus. I got like my senior yeah, in college. But it gets you to where you need to go. Yeah, good gas That's mileage. I don't got to stop by the gas station remember, too often. Yeah, I have like a Nissan Versa and I remember going to get it and like we're at the place and my dad's like, well, do you want to test drive it? I'm like, why the fuck do I need to test drive a Nissan Versa? <laughs> yeah, I see it. I'm not, I'm not scared. I don't, I don't know how, I don't need to know how fast it goes zero to 60. <laughs> I was like, no, my dad's like, can you just, this is what you do. Just do Can it. Can I race it? No, nah, but I was just like, this is so dumb. But I was like, okay, I'll drive it. All right, it's a car. Can I get it and leave already? Like, why does this take so long? Like, also just how long it takes to get a car. Why does it, I, I feel like car people think you're going to change your mind at some point. Yeah. Or they think making you wait longer is going to make you want more car stuff. Like, I don't know what it is, but I'm like, why is this such a hard transaction? If we came in ready, right? This is the car we want. Can we leave? And then like, they have to walk you through all this bullshit. Like the guy was like, I have to tell you this. We're like legally obligated. Yes. Tell me about the warranty or whatever. But then he's trying to get us to up the warranty. And he's like, even my guys in the shop want, I'm like, you, you're legally obligated to tell us about the guys in the shop and what they want. <laughs> Fuck off, bro. Like it's just, can you give it, just give I it. I know to what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. I don't want all the extra bullshit. Just give me the car and I'm going to leave. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> just like and i feel bad for him because i'm annoyed and it's not his fault that he sells cars i don't know <laughs> like, no like, i get what you're saying i i hate yeah. buying like the the whole car buying process was such a pain in the ass i'm like my dad was really helping me through like when i did that like i was just, i was graduating college when that all happened so i used to like a lot of like the money i had saved up and everything but like i just hated the process of that um, little amount of it that i had to do yeah where like i uh so i'm not great at like fixing cars either and i thought i was putting water in a radiator and was putting water in my engine because i looked at the wrong youtube video and the radiator was in a different area on a, on a different focus and then i started it and my car just broke and so <laughs> just, broke. just broke it wasn't great it just started it was like no 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 and then all the water started shooting up and i was like that's not good and then it turned off and went and turned back on and then they're like yeah we uh drained like three gallons of water out of it like i thought it was a radiator that's why you had so many gallons yeah. of water in there uh, i was like yeah. in an apartment so i had to keep like going with like a milk jug i was filling up and i'd like go up three flights of stairs come back three flights of stairs pour that then go back up like i did it like 10 times and i was like Man, like I'm, I'm just glad this was a quick fix. Nope. <laughs> so like instead of my dad was like, well, you can like get a get a brand new like motor or air engine, or you can we can just we can like figure out another car that you want to go get, and you can start putting payments on that. And I had just paid the car off like within that year. I was like, oh my god, you're like, buy a new engine. I don't give a fuck. Stop putting payments on that. Not yeah. any water. It, we're good. <laughs> so it was like five thousand dollars left. I got a brand new engine. 
for the same car. And I was like, cool. I don't care. Just tell me. Like, it's like I got a new car, but it's the same car and it still is dirty, but it doesn't matter. So, yeah. yeah. Cars fucking suck. Owning yeah. a car does suck. But it's nice that you have a car. Yes. Like, you need one. That's, I think that's like, the, it's like this resentment I have where I'm just like, because I have Houston to. can't build any sort of public transportation that's worth it. Yeah. Like, I have to use you to get to work. It's the way of life. Like I'm in the gallery right now and they have these like bus lanes that they're making before this whole thing went down yeah. and they're like, well, it's just like a, it's like, it just looks like it's just a lane for a bus that's supposed to be like a train lane. And I'm like, I don't yeah. think this is going to work at all. <laughs> this still sees lights. Like, what are you guys doing? My car is a small bus. <laughs> I'll just, just do that and I can leave when I want to. Put a sticker on your car that just says small bus. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can get some tax breaks. If it works. Yeah. Somebody's like, sir, do you know why I pulled you over? Probably because you missed that sticker on my bumper. Uh, <laughs> Can't pull over bus drivers. Everybody knows that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure, buddy. Just have a metro uniform in your car just in case this happens. <laughs> it's just a white hat I write metro on the front of. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in Sharpie. It's not. <laughs> you crossed out an Astros logo. Yeah. An Astros hat, sir. <laughs> So you said you had two knuckles, your car, or having, owning a car is one. Yeah, that was a good one, though. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I hate, and this is like a recent complaint because of a neighbor, uh, loud sex. Mm. Overly loud sex. Like, I get it if you're vocal. That's fine. But I feel like you can reach a certain point of volume where it's like. We get it. That's not real. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just like, and how is that enjoyable for the other person? And, but also like more so because like, I guess it's like, a, like it's mostly women that do that. But I guess like I was, I was trying to lay up on my pool and one of my neighbors who were dating were just having, she was so loud. Like you could hear her from the pool from inside their apartment. And I was like, that's, you're a try hard. Like this is so obnoxious. But then I, in my mind too, can you imagine if like a dude was loud at sex? Like for me, like, like it's not <laughs> Yeah. I can't imagine if some guy was just yelling about that. I'd be like, I don't, because I like in my mind, if somebody got, if some guy was in that, I'd be like, you gotta go. Like, I can't take this I serious. Like, because I get it, that, like I get that it's like validation for a guy, but I was like talking to male friends about this, and they're like, no, you can be too loud, and it can be annoying. Like you can be just like, come on, just lower the volume. But loud, especially when you live in an apartment where people can hear you. Like, tell that's, me. yeah, that's a really good. One. I uh, I dated a girl in college that had a roommate that like uh, have you seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Yes. Where she's like trying, they're trying to have like revenge sex on each other or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like yeah. smashing her hand on the wall, and it was like that. And it's like you know, there's three other people that live here, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like we don't just like people don't and like so somebody like well, what's up with that? She's like um, I didn't know anybody was paying attention. Like, oh, it was hard not to. Yeah, we didn't, it's not, we're not paying attention. We're not eavesdropping. You might as well have just broadcast it at that point. Yeah, exactly. Like, just put it in the, like, just Bluetooth yourself to the speakers. Like, <laughs> we don't need to hear you. And it's like, hey, that is funny, though. That it, it's, always, it's always interesting because you're like, oh, nice. So-and-so's getting it. But then, like, the third, fourth time, you're like, all right, just chill out. Just chill. Yeah, because it's an unpleasant like I get experience. it like every now and then where you hear some, like, somebody, ha- like, you, you know, I've been loud during sex before but not continuously for like 10 to 15 minutes every time I had sex. Like, I'm like, that's act. Like Somebody watched porn 
and yeah, yeah exactly to do if that. i was a guy and i was having sex with a girl that was out loud the whole time i would begin to think like is my dick small like am i not good at sex like because that's i immediately would think that i would not go to like yeah i'm good at this like i would immediately be like she this is a little much <laughs> i would just be like well no one's ever made noise like that for me ever in my entire life you're doing something <laughs> wrong because usually she's just looking at me with a face of disappointment and yeah, exactly. you're yeah. putting on an act right now i don't buy yeah. it <laughs> That's so, so those are pretty those are two really good not cools all right those are two pretty good not cools uh one last ad before we uh we get to the last segment is uh the next segment is answers and uh if you got a smelly car a smelly home I got an answer for you. It's Little M Air Fresheners, the best air fresheners in the whole world. If you're one of the lucky ones who can still go shopping online right now, then go and check out littlemshop.com. That's littleemshop.com. All orders are 20% off until further notice when you use the code HOMEBODY at checkout. And as always, free shipping when you spend $10 or less. That's like you buy five air fresheners, you get free shipping why wouldn't you do that you can send a couple to your friends because like i know you're missing your friends so send them some stuff like hey miss you sorry i can't be around you because of social distancing but here's a little air freshener you stink great idea great idea yeah. and then uh, a little life hack i have is we put one of the air fresheners in the bottom of the trash can we have in our in our kitchen and then like between yeah. the trash can and the bag because then sometimes you pull out a bag like, oh it smells but then you get a nice little whiff of ooh it's an air fresher. Ah. That smells nice. So that's a little life hack for you guys out there. Yeah. Um, also, if you live in an apartment with a window unit, hang, put one in front of your window unit, and then your whole apartment smells better. Boom. Even even more life hacks. Yeah. More. Life hacks all over. We're hacking up life. <laughs> Watch out, life. You're getting hacked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have lots of low price items that are both fun and useful. Air fresheners to freshen up not only your car, but any space you have. I know a lot of you guys have those smelly homes. Like I said earlier, they have hand-painted journals to document this crazy time that we live in, prints to decorate your new home office, and stickers to give to your kids to shut them the fuck up. LittleMshop.com. That's LittleEMshop.com. 20% off with the code HOMEBODY and free shipping on orders of $10 or more. LittleMshop.com. LittleEMshop.com for the best air fresheners in the whole world. All right. This is our final segment that we do. It's my favorite one we do every week. And um, this actually goes back to, uh, speaking of being a teacher, this goes back to in third grade. One of those things I was saying, like, it always sticks with you. And I remember I was in Miss Winter's third grade class at Far Elementary in Lawrenceville, Georgia. And she said, I don't remember what we were talking about. I don't remember what I asked. I just remember she said, class, there's no such thing as a stupid question. My hand shot up because I was like, good. I've been, this, whatever this is, has been weighing on me. So I'm going to ask. <laughs> ask them about whatever we were learning about. I love that you saw that as a prompt to finally ask this question. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. I was like, this is dumb. So funny. <laughs> and so she gave me all the confidence in the world I needed. I shot my hand. I was like, good. I can finally ask. <laughs> whatever this is that I, I feel dumb about asking. And everybody laughed at me. And I just remember at that point, be like, well, what, she just told me that that wouldn't happen. So I, I told myself then, I was like, one day, dude, you'll be in charge. And you'll make sure there's no such thing as a stupid question. And I never got put in charge because I was never like talented enough. So I started a podcast. 
And I put myself in charge because nobody else was. And I was like, you know what? This is my time to say I'm in charge and I'll exercise that. And I was like, guys, there's no such thing as a stupid question. If you have any like high thought you have, you got a thought in the shower that comes to you, you see something on a billboard online, you're like, I wonder what the gang at Pass the Gravy would have to say that. Hit us up on Twitter at Pass the Gravy Pod. Use the hashtag PTG Answers and we'll get to all of your questions. If you're not a Twitter guy or gal or whatever you identify as, go over to the email answers at passthegravypod.com that's how we get to them although we do check the twitter first but your emails have, have really been getting to because we've been doing two episodes a week so uh let's get to the answers segment now so if you just answer the question why don't you just answer the question be honest no big deal yeah answer answer the question don't change the subject just answer the fucking question any questions? Our first answers question this week comes from my buddy Brandon Whitehead at Brando Whitehead on Twitter. And he says, is fencing the perfect COVID-19 sport? Everyone is wearing masks and gloves. And if anybody gets closer than six feet to one another, they get stabbed. Ooh. I mean, it seems like it might be the perfect. It's the best way to reinforce the rules. Right. Maybe we need to start doing that. Like, if you got stabbed, if you went out and you broke social distancing, maybe we all just need those like yeah. fencing. Swords. You just got yeah. You just hey, exactly. back off, bud. Yeah. That's so close. That jousting also though. Jousting is jousting's tight. Why is it jousting a real sport? Like, I get yeah, it's like exactly. brutal. Like, I would watch jousting. Fest. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever go to medieval well, times? I just have to go to the Red Fest to see jousting. I yeah. Jousting. yeah. It should be a professional jousting league. The PJL. Guys are not jousting fields at Memorial Park. Jousting. So I'm going to say. Were, oh, if there were jousting fields, I'd be say, doing that all the time. Not the best one. Jousting, definitely the best one. Jousting is, yeah. yeah. And you get to be on a horse, which is always badass. Yes, exactly. You feel cooler. You don't have to, like, lunge. And you can also, like, and your mask looks cooler. It's like metal. Fuck, it's, I you don't look like you, like, just care for bumblebees and then do a sport on the side. <laughs> You're like, no, this is a like, yes. It is. Like, I feel like, uh, like fencing was just like a beekeeper that's like, I want to play swords with my friends. <laughs> exactly. But I have to immediately be able to attend to the bees. <laughs> but sometimes they what need me. They didn't want his bees to think he played a sport. <laughs> the bees, they get jealous. They get jealous. The bees are for you. Were you jousting again? How did you even know the word for it? Like, <laughs> You're a bee. How do you communicate with me? This Notice that sense. jousting has the word sting in it. I think we're on to something. I, I think so too. Do you want to start? Let's, just, let's start a professional jousting league. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to, I don't want to be it. I want to be, I want to be like the manager of the jousting. Dana White. The Dana White yeah. of that. Yeah. The, yeah. What's, why can't I think of his name? What's the boxing guy with like the crazy hair? The like uh, Don King. Yeah, I want to be the Don King of Jousting. I like that. The hype, yeah. the hype lady. You could be the hype lady. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want like I want him to say like weird shit. You know, like when boxers, like when Mike Tyson said all that weird stuff before the fight. You know, it's like a jouster. <laughs> it's just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna joust so hard, you're gonna want me to put a ring on your finger. It's like oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess. I would watch the fuck out of jousting. Cookies for me. What? <laughs> I guess, yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. 
So yeah, that's it. So jousting. Not jousting is a hundred percent. Fencing is a good one, Brandon. That was a good it idea. Is, Brandon. I'm not hating on you, Brandon. Started that train rolling, you know? Yeah, I exactly. What you're doing. So thank you, Brandon. See, not a bad question. Got us if to a jousting's not available, then maybe fencing, okay? Technically, when they fall off their horses, they're kind of then jousting. Or fencing, yeah. Fencing, I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. I just want to watch, I'm going to, like, you know what I'm doing after this podcast? I'm going to just go to YouTube jousting and that's all I'm going to do. I think there's a documentary about it you can watch. It's, which is like, is there any skill in jousting or is it just whoever's horse gets there kind of fastest? Yeah, like, like, because it's like how you hold the sword. Yeah, exactly. How fast your horse can Do I go. lean forward? Yeah. Is it leaning back? Is it like some sort of like JFK situations like back and to the right? And like, <laughs> like the jousting. I like that. <laughs> so jousting, definitely the official sport of COVID-19. Yeah. A lot of people are asking yeah. about that. I'm glad we finally could provide them with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, this next question comes from Todd Voss. He actually won our Gravies Award for MVP last year. We do that at oh, the nice. end of the year every year. At as underscore scene underscore by underscore TV is Todd Voss. And he says, how did the Super Nintendo get its powers? Um, I'm going to go with, it's a mix of fireball, fireballs, fireballs. the super Nintendo just drank fireballs. Maybe, like, I mean, I felt super that's, human. That's the, yeah, that's the Nintendo thing. It just did a bunch of fireball shots and it was like, Mario uses fireballs. I drank fireball. I threw up in an Uber after drinking too much fireball. That was like the last time I was really a big yeah. fireball guy. It's like, I made a Yoshi. Uh, that's what happened. Uh, <laughs> How did soup? Yeah, that's. Um, I would say electricity. Yeah, electricity would be one. Electricity is a big one. What if someone, uh, like, it, it happened where there was a glitch in a regular Nintendo and someone actually saved two princesses in the castle and then the Nintendo didn't know what to do with so it? like, what? And then the Nintendo just like, shh, and then that's what happened. It just morphed. That's how I thought the yeah. N64 was made. Actually, Super Nintendo is just what Jesus transformed into. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I take back what we said for what would Jesus do. It is now Super Nintendo. That's Super Nintendo is badass. It's nice and nostalgic. You're like, I remember going to church when I was a kid. Also, yeah. this was a fun game. I loved Donkey Kong. Yeah, exactly. Don yeah, exactly. Donkey Kong was the best Super Nintendo game. I don't know if you were big into Super Yeah, Nintendo. Donkey Kong was. Agreed. Love Donkey Kong. Uh, I have a side story. Like, um, Let's we, go. So when I worked at school, obviously, what would happen a lot of times if we taught, this was at the school I used to work at, if we had kids that got caught doing something wrong and the administration didn't know what they were, they would send these screenshots or these like stills from the security camera, you know, like what would happen. And my sister and I both worked at the same campus. And so what we would do is we would take that still and then Photoshop it. My sister one time made my favorite one where it was these two kids. We had these like banks of lockers, but our whole campus was like outdoors. So it was just these like banks of like lockers that almost were like, like long columns. You know what I mean? Like small walls. Yeah. You know? But these kids were walking by lockers. And so they, they send out the thing like, can you identify these kids? And my sister, like 30 minutes later, 20 minutes later, whatever, comes back at them and she's like, I don't know, but I think that guy up there is going to take care of him. And it's Donkey Kong, like running across the top of the locker with a barrel. 
<laughs> there was another one where it was like kids walking around the corner and like, you know, this kid. And I like Photoshop sent it back and I was like, I don't know, but I think that guy in the corner is going to take care of him. And it was just Batman like standing there. <laughs> it's like, we used to fuck with our administration all the time that way. And I loved it. <laughs> but that's like one of my favorite things to do that like Photoshop is like, one of the greatest inventions of all time just because like it derails so much it's like it's chaotic but it's also like funny to me where it's like like i saw these guys those guys were like some guys were protesting this weekend yeah one of those like let me let me be outside and breathe all over everybody things yeah and they like had like signs and somebody photoshopped out of that and they just made them holding dildos in their hand and it's like ah hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, Photoshop, what are you doing, dick like, boy? What are you, what's going on over there? Yeah, even like shitty Photoshop is still funny. Yeah. Like, ours weren't even good, but it was like, you get it. <laughs> did they, like, what did they say? Like, was it just you oh, they would always just, they would, It was almost like they expected it. Like, I remember one time they sent one out and I was like, I actually had a class when they sent it out. And I checked my email after the class had ended and like one of the admins was like, oh, you don't got anyone to, nothing to say on this one, Rhodes? And I was like, no, I don't have my off period until six. <laughs> Trust me, I'll get to it. But it was like, we, my sister and I were always like, just like immediately, like we would send it to people. It was very entertaining. Did you ever like get, like, that'd be funny if they pulled the kid in and like, look, I understand you're hanging out with some uh, some bad people over here and it's just Donkey Kong. They're like, do, yeah. you know, do you know this fellow over here, bud? Yeah, there's this one. There was this one with a kid that had like a, a, a ninja turtle backpack. Like it was one of the things that shaped like a turtle, you know. Uh -huh. And I just got the shell. I just had Splinter, and I was like, I think he just needs to talk to this guy real quick. <laughs> sort of. Out. He came here with a purpose, man. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't need a hall pass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. That was good. That one was time good. it was me and I, sh I was like Obi-Wan and I just put, these aren't the kids you're actually looking for. It was fun. Your emails were probably the ones that were like, all right, good, good, good. Let's just see what they said. Oh, no, never. Yeah. The, I always loved the couple of times where I didn't just send it to the admin. I sent it to all staff because I hit reply all. And it was like, because I, I usually would just send it to the one person and my sister, but there'd uh -huh. be I just hit reply all and I wasn't thinking and I sent it out to everybody and I always loved the staff that you could tell like people that suck and they just like don't enjoy humor and they're like Dusty's email seems inappropriate and I'm like oh my god are you kidding me like <laughs> oh you got offended and I'm not no. that's because I'm happier like I than you reply to the email and just put remember joy <laughs> ever heard of it you remember it is a thing back <laughs> you yeah. should try it sometime I think you'd like <laughs> exactly. it there are people like that, like with the, uh, like, I, I know that, that uh, what's your face set up that like snitch hotline for if like, if you see businesses breaking the rules and it's like, I get like, we're supposed to follow rules, but it's also like, don't be like the tattletale. Like you're all just being tattletales yeah. now. The Chronicle put out that report of like the number of things of like, we saw this or we saw this. And I'm like, remember minding your business. You ever heard what snitches, you, you guys know what happens to snitches? Yeah. I was yeah, always exactly. raised in a culture. Yeah, I, like, I feel bad. Cause I'm just like, if people like, if like, I get it. Like, I'm not like condoning those practices, but it's also like, stop 
trying to control everything. Like it's so, it's, that's, I don't know, fruitless endeavor. I don't know if, uh, like, I don't know how big, like, I know you're a big baseball fan and I think you're a Packers fan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, uh, we actually do. Uh, we, my, my whole family's from Wisconsin. So. Okay. We I actually make like Paskers shirts uh, for, I I'll, send, I'll send you I one. I made a Packers dress or skirt actually, which is crazy. I don't know why. I have tons of Packers fabric, but it's more so that I just like, I'm a Jersey girl. Like I uh -huh. Jersey, like Jersey, but like, I like wearing my Rogers Jersey. That's like a thing for me. So I'm like, I don't, and a Jersey with a skirt just seems weird. Like, I don't like that look. I'm Have also, you uh, ordered your love Jersey yet? Oh, no. Are you but upset? I like him and I'm excited about him. And I'm always excited because like, I, I think that Packers always make great decisions when it comes to who's going to be our next up and coming QB. And like, I think he's going to be fantastic. And like, I love Rogers. I'm Ro like, I, I'm Rogers till I die. I think he's one of the best QBs to ever play the game. I love him. You like him more than Favre? Yes. Okay. That is a, that is a dividing factor. In right. <laughs> my I would imagine. My parents have a portrait of Favre above their bed in their bedroom. <laughs> that is how Green Bay Packers, my family is. Like, but I am Rogers till I die. I love him. Well, my co-host is like a diehard. He's a diehard. He's a Packers owner, and like all, like his his whole family are diehard Packers. Damn, does he go to the Packers? One of the Packers bars? Um, no, he's a drunk that just goes to his own like bar next to his house. And oh, okay, yeah. But well, if if you hit him up, he'd, he'd be down. If he ever wants to come to Cheddarhead Pack North once this is all over, he officially has an invite from me. So okay, he come too. It's really fun. Like I like I've brought like Bears fans. I've brought like um uh an eagles fan i've brought a like vikings fan but like it's just fun like and it's all in good spirits you know what right I mean? like, yeah it's, like, it's a fun thing to do they have like a dj they play songs every time we get a first down or stop a first down or get a touchdown and it's just fun like it's a fun atmosphere i don't want to do it every sunday but I do it about every other Sunday. Yeah, I've been, like I told you, I'm working on these anger things with football. So it's like sometimes I need to just watch football by myself in yeah. my apartment where I, I can't embarrass myself anymore. Like I've got uh, Buffalo Wild Wings off of Rice. Um, the new miracle at the Meadowlands, Deshaun Jackson returned to kickoff, beat the Giants. They had come back from like 20 down. I flipped the table. Didn't realize I flipped it until it was done. It wasn't a big table. It was one of those like bar tables, like the round one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and there was just like a water on it because I was getting ready to leave. But they were like, out. And I was like, oh, I got it. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. I, got it. I, I should leave. So, you know what? That was on me. That was on me. That was <laughs> Should have done that. Good call. I overreacted. <laughs> I could, if I could rewind that, I would. But I can't. So I'm just going to go home. I love that this entire conversation stemmed from the question about Super Nintendo. That's how this whole podcast goes. That's a hundred percent. Our producer, like the joke between me and Pat, that like, co-hosted, it, is like Robert is always just like, guys, just hurry the fuck up. Like I'm, and like we're like we're gonna talk about dogs, but also let's talk about the NFL draft for three hours. And he's like, what? Are you, how you were talking about ladybugs, and now it's, you're over here talking dinosaurs? What? It's a podcast. We can do whatever we can yeah. do. <laughs> Yeah, well, but I'll get your info after this, and I'll send you uh, one of our Pascar's shirts. It's just got nice. a logo with cheese on it, but that's pretty much yes. it. Yes. That's pretty much it. Awesome. Um, okay, our next question comes from our buddy Jingle Blake Wonder. Uh, he makes jingles for us. He made our WWJD okay. jingle. That you didn't get to hear it because I put that oh, in. Oh, nice. Um, but Jingle Blake says, 
Is almost everything a good boomerang if you throw it vertically? Okay, now here's another thing. I got, we got to explain. There's a lot of inside stuff going on in pasture gravy. So anything that you can put a handle on in the pasture gravy world is a ladle, regardless of if it's a good ladle or a bad ladle. That's up for debate. You know, like if you put a handle on this pen, it's a ladle. It's a shitty ladle, but it's a ladle nonetheless. Okay, I got you. And yeah. thinking along that, that way, anything that you throw is a boomerang. Whether or not it's a good boomerang determines on if it comes back to you. Oh, okay. Now, Pat hates this, so About Pat does not like this. The boomerang. It's just if it's thrown vertically. Right, yeah, like the actual boomerang. So um, I guess it, Blake's saying, if, is anything that you throw up, a, bo a good boomerang if you throw it vertically because it does come back to you and i would have to say yes i think maybe it is yeah because it all is gonna because what would you throw up other than a balloon full of helium mm. so i yeah more things than not i would say would be good yeah but then yeah that's like the only thing i that i could name that wouldn't be a good boomerang so that's a great point like a feather probably would be a pretty shitty boomerang it'd be all, all over the place but it might come unless back to you, you it just depends yeah unless you have patience a right boomerang that teaches you patience so might be a boomerang we didn't ask for but we need it's like yeah build your character this is a, yeah, it's a life exactly. lesson for you as well as yeah. a, a fantastic also i never boomerang. realized that babies were such great boomerangs it's like, <laughs> oh yeah and they love it and you're just playing with they they smile unless they unless they've just eaten and they throw up on you they're great boomerangs sometimes they're laughing they're having the greatest time yeah. ever being a boomerang it's amazing they don't even Are, that's another good question. Are babies the happiest boomerangs? Probably. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah, exactly. So Pat hates the boomerang idea, and every time, like, people just every week send in boomerang theories. Oh, Pat McClellan? No, uh, my friend. Uh, Pat is you're, my co-host as well. You're Pat, your co-host. Yeah. I, I, we have a lot of Pats we deal with. We have a lot of Pats. There's a lot of Pats. Pat, I hope he doesn't like the boomerang idea. Wow. Pat McClellan is he just focused on like ghosts and ghouls and that's sort of his thing. And yeah. Snake City. I don't know if you invested yeah. in Snake City, but I spent a fortune. It's saw absolutely no return. Huh. All that money down the drain. And he's still like, no, no, we just got one in a new complex we're putting. I'm like, no, Pat. It's not happening. No, Pat. Snake City's not happening. Snake City is not hip, dude. It's a bad, Snake? bad news. What's the what, what here's a question. What's the scariest boomerang? The thing you throw up that's going to come back to you. A snake would be kind of terrifying. Okay, so like I was going to talk about this on my podcast I'm recording tomorrow. That's like the Wednesday one, but I don't give a fuck. Murder hornets are not fucking bad. They're, they're not bad boomerangs or they're shitty boomerangs. Because a murder hornet, I'm not fucking scared of. Are you scared of murder hornets? I get like, so I wish I'll I fuck it up, dude. I'll fuck up a murder hornet. Give me, because it's, give me a murder it, hornet. I got a book in my hand and I'll fucking swat the fuck out of it. Yeah, you just swat it. it. Well, because it's also like when people were like, killer bees are the next worst thing. And I'm like, other than that, that other than my girl. Who is allergic to it. Thomas J was yeah. allergic to Yeah, bees. exactly. I was like, because I, I remember being terrified about it. I was like, killer bees are a thing. And then it never happened. Like, I never saw it happen. I mean, it happened. Killer bees and quicksand. I thought I was going to run into a lot more in my life. Never did. Is quicks where does quicksand exist? Where is it like I don't know if it's a real thing. I want to look at that. I want that's what I want at a zoo. I just want quicksand and I want them to give that little <laughs> they do of the animals where like regionally it's located, you know? Where do you find quicksand? But like it was in every movie, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. I thought any I was movie. like, I'm gonna have to figure out how to get out of this thing. I don't know, man. Yeah. This is gonna be a problem when I'm older. Yeah, yeah. Wherever the kid from Nev from Neverending Story takes his horse. 
that's for quicksand. I want to know. And Jumanji had quicksand, all that shit. Oh, yeah, Jumanji. Yeah, but like, like I'm just like, where does it like? Because I like, is it is it a, it's a thing? There's a dumb question for you. Like, is it? There's no such thing. No such, no such thing. thing. But like, where do, where regionally where does quicksand happen? I bet I can find out if I just. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is just, you know. Let's just do is, a research portion. Let me go to my research department. <laughs> yeah. Just like where, because like, you, like, it'd be, I could, like, is it swampy areas? If like, I type in where is Q, quicksand is the first thing that pops up. So we're not oh, the only wow. people asking this question. Unless your computer heard you. Ooh. Which it probably did. Which it probably yeah. did. It's like, I'm just trying to help you out. <laughs> okay. It can be found in places. Well, this is not a fucking answer. Can be found yeah. in places where there is grainy soil, including riverbanks, marshes, lake. No, I need locations. Where is some, like, oh, research this. Number of quicksand deaths a year. All right, all right. Quicksand deaths per year. See, a lot of people are asking things about quicksand. We're not crazy. <laughs> we are the first. All right. The extremely rare quicksand case, which previously went unreported by news outlets, the only one of its kind in the last five years in Texas, according to reports detailing 580 deaths that occurred on rivers and lakes. They have one in Texas. But there is one in Texas. There's quicksand. Let's go to quicksand and just fuck it up. Just fuck yeah. up some quicksand. Yeah. One guy has died in the last five years. Our odds are great. One of us is not going to die. So then the other one can just yeah, get exactly. the tail. We're good. We're quicksand. Yeah. Okay. So. We'll make a pact. We'll write a book deal. It'll be fine. Whoever survives. Yeah. And then in the event we both survive, we both profit off of it. Or we have to there kill go, one another. Yeah. One of us has to kill we each other. Talk to, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the, 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 the family members of the quicksand guy are like done talking to reporters about his death. <laughs> oh, it's the reporters again. They want to know about, they want to know about John's death again. Like, God damn it, John. Why'd you have to die in quicksand? This is an Indiana yeah. Jones. <laughs> uh, it says it's in South, Car South California. There's got some as well. I don't, man, I don't know. Quicksand. If you get anybody that's seen some quicksand, hit us up at Pastor Gay yeah, Pod. Yeah. At Lady Apron. I haven't given your social. Lady oh, Apron. <laughs> fantastic handle. Fantastic oh, handle. Thank you. <laughs> Follow Dusty on Instagram and Twitter at Lady Apron on both, correct? Yes. All right. Um, so quicksand. Yeah. That, that's see again, we got we got talking about quicksand from boomerangs. What the most deadly boomerang would probably be like lava because you can't like touch it. Yeah, fire. Well fire. my juggle fire. Oh yeah. Dude, but juggling fire is crazy. Juggling. Yeah. I can't can you juggle? I can't juggle. I can do the I two balls. Juggle. I can juggle. I can't do this. I can do the two on the, like the one hand I can do it, but oh, then no, I can't I can add the third. Three. Should I juggle for your show? Maybe. It'll, I have it'll... limes. Do it. Do it. Now you Did have to. Did you say to. maybe? No. Well, I was like, I didn't know if you were like, you were like, I have limes. I was like, well, now she's Dude, got a, she's I can, got props. Right, let's do this. So this is a good reason to watch the video version of the podcast, guys. Yeah, exactly. That's why oh God, you go so check funny. it out. The whole premise is just us doing stuff that they have to see. I've never, I don't think I've ever juggled sitting down. So hold on. It's Mike taking Here we go. You could just do the Will Ferrell bit on The Office where you just pretend yeah. you're juggling. Yeah, there we go. See, that Juggles. is actually really good. She, was just, <laughs> she juggled the fuck out of those limes. Yeah, exactly. You don't, yeah. That's not, a first. In 346 episodes, we've never had anybody juggle on the podcast, so. Juggling, a great. Breaking, breaking boundaries right now. <laughs> Look at us. Where were you when we had the first juggler on Passive Grady podcast history? 
This is going to go down in the history books, guys. This, is, um, this episode will forever known as Juggle the Gravy. <laughs> and yeah, it's going to be now. <laughs> you're fine, man. You're fine because you just like roll with it every like, no, I can do this. Like, I like that. <laughs> That's teaching. It's like, yeah. what's happening now? Okay, yeah, I'll just do that. Yeah. <laughs> cool, I got this. Do you juggle in front yeah. of your class? Yeah, I do it because like when I walk around and they're doing stuff and I'm bored, like I'm probably the biggest distractor of my students. I have ADHD, which is why teaching is great because it's like you're one minute students like answer this question. Then other students like, I need this question answered. So for me, some people that looks terrifying, but for me, my brain is like, this is what we were made for. And so <laughs> it's your time. But yeah, but when they're like doing like they're testing and they're doing stuff and I'm just like fidgety, I'll just walk around the room and juggle or like I have a soccer ball in my class and I'll just like kick it around the room as long as like I'm not making noise, but I'm just like. I just thought I can't, <laughs> I can't just walk and not, it's too much stuff. Uh, yeah. Do you, uh, do you take any medication for ADHD at all? No, I used to when I was younger, but I don't anymore. It's not so bad anymore. Like I'm not that, like it's, it's more now like self-regulation is a lot easier for me now than it was when I was like younger. Uh, but I don't take anything now. I've taken, uh, like, when I was, like, five, I started taking Ritalin because... Yeah, I, I took was... Ritalin when I was younger. And then my parents were like, we don't like this version of our daughter. Um, and so they took me off it. And then I went to counseling, which is, like, a weird thing. I, I, just, I, was, I don't think counseling is right. I think counseling is great. It was just weird mm -hmm. for me. Like, oh, yeah, you want to talk to somebody? I'll talk to somebody. I want to talk to somebody. <laughs> I don't know why it matters. But, like, now it's a lot easier. And it's about just, like, learning control. But it still has its, like, issues. Like, See? I still yeah, I never like weaned off any of that. Like I do Adderall now, and like I remember like in college, like if I would take, uh, if I would forget to take my Adderall, I'd be like, I'm not taking notes today. Like there goes my day. Like I'm, <laughs> like I can tell when I forget it, and like if I don't fill my prescription in time or whatever, it's like, oh god, this is two days. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I'm just going to be like, ah. Uh, <laughs> like, it's like? noticeable. It's noticeable. And there's yeah. like... Like, like if I would have friends like, dude, can I bum an Adderall? I'm like, no, because like, I need it. I need it. Yeah. I remember going to my doctor because I was like, I think I might be done with ADHD because I don't like need it. You know, and she was like, you still have it. If you want a prescription, I can give it to you. But like, if you don't, that's fine. But no, no, no. Like, you got it. It's like, you're over it. Like, yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm only on like the 25 milligrams. So it's not like crazy, but I, yeah. I, I try and keep it in check as much as I can. There you go um okay our next question before we get off topic again which i'm cool with though i'm cool if you want to keep juggling whatever <laughs> um andrew malatesta malat yeah andrew malatesta writes in or emails in and says if the wind gets furloughed who's gonna jangle my chimes oh that's jangle my chimes or is that like <laughs> what are you doing with the wind andrew is he talking wind chimes Wind chimes. Who's gonna dangle my chimes? Uh, passerby. <laughs> passerby. There's that video sign. of the dog doing it. Have you yeah, seen that? Yeah, just put like yeah. Get one of those birds that like you know that you like. Woodpecker bird. 
Yeah, like, like fake whipping. Yeah. Chime. Yeah, well, you know, it's like the, but you know, no, it's like that plastic bird thing that does this. It drinks out of the water thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. But it'll be your chimes, or just put a sign next to this, next to your chimes that says, "Please dangle my chimes." I like that. Oh, I like that he said jangle. Like that just sounds like a fun. Can you just jangle that? Can you jangle that? We jangle jangle it, jangle it, jangling. 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 Yeah. That's. I think Andrew. That might be the first time we've heard from Andrew. So welcome to uh, PTG, bud. Thanks for thanks for chiming in, man. Uh, so yeah. yeah, you just get you ask people to do it, ask others to do it for you, I guess. Yeah, just people that walk by if your chimes are outside. I guess if they're in your backyard. This is a community chime. Please jangle yeah. it. Put a put a hummingbird feeder above it, and then they they'll kind of break that emo- that that meme. The smart. Yeah, exactly. Good, good, yeah, there you go. good thinking meme. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like just do that and then like say, like, or, or if you really want people to do it, put it in your front yard and be like, every time you do this, an angel gets its wings. Cause like everybody's like, oh, look at all the angels I just gave wings to. Yeah, exactly. I found if you tell, if you tell people on social media, if you share and or retweet things that, that an angel gets their wings, then people do it more. That's just science right there. Yeah, that's exactly. Cause th- that, the problem that people don't realize is angels without wings is a actual huge problem they fall they're just falling out of the sky man yeah they fall out of the sky you can't see them so you don't know but they i've never died but i took a tour of uh you know i took a tour up there yeah (laughs) when i was flatlining and i was like whoa we got a serious wingless angel problem like yeah this is insane you think our homeless dog problem is bad here wingless angels up there is oh it's nuts it's nuts. They have to like trade wings with each other. Like my kids trade glasses when they don't have them. Like take mine for a minute, but bring them back. I need them. <laughs> <laughs> Rental wings. All you guys that are like, if you've contemplated suicide, just think you might not be one of those winged angels. And that's one, Ooh, one, yeah, one hell of a purgatory to be stuck in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to be an angel without wings? Or you want to just be hanging out here with your buddies? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But they can't see you or hear you. So. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, you just get other people to jangle your chimes or jangle your chimes, Andrew. And we got Jangling. one last question from uh, she is mysterious. She all we she's never really told us like why she's the Squatch God, but it's Cassie J the Squatch God. We mails us in. We don't know what that means. Like Squatch God sounds cool. Squatch. Squatch. Like Squatch Sas- God. I would I would assume Sasquatch. Squatch. Sasquatch, but isn't squash like a sport? Squash, it's like squash. Squash. You're saying oh. squash. Yeah. As she well as squashes. That's also squash. Squash. A okay. squash is a squash. Sorry. No, that's cool. I don't know. I don't know. Like, like this yeah, has been a name that's eluded us. She won't give us any details. Squash. Squash. God, I love it. Cassie J, the Squatch God. And she's just mysterious. Every time she emails in, I'm like, we get you. Like, we have, we call him our podcast son, Skyler. And every time he sends us a question, we say, because we'd say we've raised him on the podcast. And so we're yes. like, well, um, every time our podcast son does it, we show him a little nepotism. We answer his question first, but he didn't write in for this one. And so uh, every time Cassie writes uh-huh. in one, we put her last because, like, we already had a, a first guy. So we're like, all right, you can go last. Ah, you can book it. it. So Cassie J says the Hitler mustache. Who wore it better? And then she gives us three options. Was it Hitler? Was it Chuck Chaplin? Or was it Michael Jordan in that Haynes commercial? Chuck Chaplin. I love it. That's so great. Oh man. Do you think uh, he ever got called Chuck? Like, do you think it was like, hey Chuck, come here? Well, what do you think? What if it was like 
is it okay if we called you Chuck? And he was like, Mm -mm. no, 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 no. He wouldn't answer out loud. Oh, yeah. He just wiggles his mustache uh, at you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually have his autobiography. uh, I don't think I ever remember reading that people called him Chuck, but I read it a long time ago. But uh, maybe it was only his close friends. Yeah. um, exactly. It's like, oh no. Um, Michael Jordan, Charlie Chaplin, or actually Hitler. Cause it's like, I feel like it's called the Hitler mustache for a re like, like who wore it better or who ruined it? Hitler ruined it. Yeah. Hitler ruined it. From Except the- for Michael Jordan, who tried to bring it back at one point for some unknown reason where he's like, in this one commercial, I'm going to shave it down to a Hitler stash. It's fine. Don't worry. Bye. Yeah. Hate. Right. He's like, I'm trying to take it back. And you're like, <laughs> even mean <laughs> nobody wants it man. understand yeah well that's interesting too is like now i'm interested in like what's the reason that people have chosen to wear the mustache because it went they're just like why does he get to that guy sucks why does he get to own it well because he wore it i believe if i didn't just see this online and just believe the first thing i read um that it was for like he could put his gas mask on and it would get a proper seal because if you had the big bushy oh, mustache, it might not allow the gas mask. Jesus. I'm not 100% sure if that's true or not, but that's what wow. I saw one time. Wow. Can you imagine, what if Michael Jordan and Charlie Chaplin were like in their bathroom? Like, Chuck, Chuck Chaplin. Chuck, I'm sorry, Chuck was shaving in their bathroom and their wives came in and they were down to this and they were like, <laughs> I like that. And like, but honey, this is like- You want it, some of this? Yeah, and she was like, mm, "I like that. <laughs> uh, just I like it." Um, I'm a, that's just, like it's just that's good. It's, it's like a, good a you. upper lip soul patch. Yeah. It's like I'm just saying exactly. It is the upper lip. That's how we should rename that. It's no longer the Hitler stash. You got it. I'll just shave to that. I'm like no, no, it's an upper lip soul patch, guys. So, you know, it's a, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a new thing. It's a we call it an up patch. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 up patch you guys get it it's a very popular thing you don't know about the up patch everybody's got it we just gotta get like jordan, one guy on real world to wear it and they're really like that's you it. Know, yeah you didn't see jordan and haynes commercial or what are you anti uh, i guess make you me, don't like the bulls that's dumb huh uh, that's yeah i like the uh, the up stash um because we got to rebrand it if it's coming back like you can't like that's, I think, why nobody besides Michael Jordan, who, like, nobody can touch Michael Jordan. Like, Michael Jordan, yeah. he wasn't OJ. OJ murdered somebody, allegedly. Allegedly, OJ murdered somebody. Like, yeah. But. Do you think, yeah, I wonder if he showed up for the Haynes. What if that was on his rider? He was like, and you have to let me wear the, the upstairs. He, like, really didn't want to come, so he's trying to put things on his rider that are going to just get him kicked out. He's like, no, bitch, I get a fucking Hitler stash. And he's like, there's no way they're going to go for that. They're like, ah, yeah. fuck, it's MJ. All right, whatever, dude. Yeah, uh, you can have it. I wonder if that's like a, like, yeah, if there's like the, all the people who have worn it, like, but man, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to give my answer. And I want to say it's not, it's, it's a knock. I'm obviously not voting for Hitler, even mm-hmm. though, well, then I feel bad because he, <laughs> he, it's his, like. I mean, it's, it's called the Hitler mustache. We just yeah. called it that. that was how but just it because you had it, I don't think you wore it best. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Charlie Chaplin. Char, I'm sorry, Chuck. Was go Chuck ahead. around before Hitler though? Like, did Chuck have it first and then Hitler took it? Because whoever had it first, then maybe Chuck oh, wore it best. He stole. Chuck inspired somebody. It's a stolen stash. 
uh, yeah, that's a good question. So, uh, Charles Chaplin. Now I want to know, like, I'm also going to, I'm also like, while you search Charles Chaplin, I'm going to search Chuck Chaplin and see if anything comes up. So, Charlie Chaplin lived in like 1889 to 1977. Hey, let me see Adolf Hitler. 1889. When was Charlie Chaplin? 1888. <laughs> oh, oh that's, Chap that's Chucks. That's Chucks then. It's Chucks because he was born first. He was born first. He came up with it then. And he wasn't fucking gassing Jews, dude. Like, he was being cool. He was doing dances and shit. Yeah. He was putting on shows. Like, he wore it better. He didn't look like a fucking, he didn't look like a psycho to half yeah, the world. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he definitely wore it better. MJ probably would have played basketball in it better. But I, I, mean, oh, like, I don't know. So, uh, it was, here's an interesting thing that I just learned about it. So, apparently, Charlie Chaplin wore it to satirize Hitler. And he definitely wore it better. Yeah. It's in The oh, the Great Dictator, uh, where he, like, satirized Hitler. Nothing like satirizing the Holocaust, right? As a result, he won five Academy Award nominations for that role. So I'm going to go, I'm going with Charlie Chaplin. Chuck. I can, I can make fun of you and win five Oscars. Yeah. My yeah. vote's Charlie. Yeah. I think it's pretty much hands down. It's got to go to Chuck yeah. on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good question. Chuck, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Chuck Chap, great question. I think that really made it that really made us think. And who would have thought yeah. we would have learned so much about the Hitler mustache? Today? We did research. I mean, it was beautiful. It was was it just like being back in school? You yeah, should go it teach, was. teach your first class back. Like, just hey kids, we're gonna learn hey, about guys. the Hitler mustache. Yeah, exactly. Tell me, I want you to tell me about the Hitler stash. Now, what do you know? What do you think you know? Because I'll tell you yeah, what exactly. you should know. Yeah. Okay, so that was uh, that was our final answers question. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on the podcast. Yeah, I thanks I'd for love, having me. Yeah, I'd love to have you back out, uh, uh, back on and uh, again after this is all over. We gotta go. Uh, we'll get Pat. We'll hang out and we'll search for Google oh, yeah, or whatever. Uh, Pat and I pair great together on podcasts. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine <laughs> so. Yeah, just judging from you two, like on your own, like that would be uh, one hell of a <laughs> podcast. That'd be one hell of a podcast. We'll try and do that. That'll be our next one. We'll do. Yeah. Um, do you have any? Me. Do you have any like dates that are like not put off yet? Um, I don't. But I was supposed to record my album right before this happened. It was supposed to happen on April 11th, and it didn't. So if you do follow me on like Lady Apron, either on Twitter or on Instagram, when that when we get out of this and it does happen again, because it's still like gonna happen, uh, you will be able to find out. Like people can find out when that happens. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and you can also find out like when. When things do start going back to normal or normal-ish, uh, we might do some stuff with Rudyards. Uh, I do a weekly podcast with the Poison Girl and Little Dipper, Pe Little Dipper People called Whiskey Wednesdays. So if you follow either of their Instagrams, we do it on Instagram Live, so you can see stuff there too. Okay. Well, and then, uh, yeah, I definitely want to come out if, if, uh, if you record the album, yeah. I want to come out and check that out. So uh, thanks Great. again. This has been a lot Thank of fun. You. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, this is, this is really cool. I'm all glad right. that, like, I hate that, like, we're all quarantined, but this was at least one positive that came out of it. So Oh, that's great. That's very that. cool. Yeah, that's great. All right, so uh, pass the gravy, you bitches. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I? Kick it. Yes, you can. Can I kick it? 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 Yes, you can. Can I k
Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Well, I'm gone. Gone. And can I kick it to all the people who can dress like a tribe does? Before this, did you really know what life was? Comprehend to the track for its wide cause. Getting measures of a tip of the vibers. Rock and roll to the beat of the funk fuzz. Wipe your feet really good on the rhythm rug. If you feel the urge to freak through the jitterbug, then come and spread your arms if you really need a hug. Afrocentric living is a big shrug. I love filled with. That's what I love. A lower plateau is what we're above. And if you diss us, we won't even think of. We'll nip up the doggy, give a big shove. This rhythm really fits like a snug glove. Like a box of positives, it's a plus love. As a tribe flies high like a dove. a really big favor boy this track really has a lot of flavor when it comes to rhythms quest is your savior so follow us for the funky behavior make a note on the rhythm we gave you feel free drop your pants check your hair do you like the garments that we wear i instruct you to be the obeyer i read the recipe that you'll savor doesn't matter if you're minor or major it's the tribe of the game rhythm player until we inhale like a breath of fresh air Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.